What's your 20? This here's the podcast crew. We're hauling up at 901, about to hit the airwaves. Ready for cocktails? Cool. Characters. And the explosive. Relationships. You'll only find in cocktail. Well, rhythm. Your blenders. Or an earful of cocktail. The world's most popular cocktail podcast. That's where you want. cinema cocktails. You'll find much like. That is, if you're not some no good yuppie. Breaker, breaker, good buddy. Expect in-depth analysis, breaking news about the cast and crew, a little barman poetry, and we'll even have a few of Coglin's laws. Coglin's law: never show surprise, never lose your cool. Hello and welcome to an ear full of cocktail. Hello, welcome ear full of cocktail. Uh, we are back after a long hiatus. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, this is this is we're in the danger zone. I don't know exactly if Take we're me to the danger zone. I don't know if we have lost our extremely adept handle on all the the deep themes of the movie. I think that uh, we'll have to. Uh, Basically, start from uh, from scratch. We I'm, are going to start back at the beginning of cocktails. Huge announcement down, this episode. Strip it down, build it back up. We're going to strip it down, build it back up. Not Go. as big as the movie, but the beginning of its essence. Yes. Well, yeah. no, but we're actually going to we're going to start back from the beginning of the essence of the essence. Uh, so, if you're just tuning in, welcome, welcome. If you have been tuned in for a bit, like uh, last minute. Uh, you already know a bit about us. We're Earful of Cocktail. Uh, <laughs> yep. I, I am uh, Herbie Ockles, uh, also known as Mark Malna, my, my DJ name. And and I'm Alan. Hello, how you doing? Doing well. So we are going to analyze the eighth five minutes of the movie Cocktail, 1988 film starring sure. Tom Cruise. Yeah. Brian Flanagan. Starring Brian Flanagan and Tom, and Tom Cruise. Cruise. And Doug Coughlin. And Doug Coughlin. Doug Coughlin. Coughlin. Uh, and uh, we got all sorts of stuff planned, but before we do that, we okay. So this show, as everyone knows, there's a few things you know about. It's a show where we analyze a movie in extreme detail. Uh, it's a deep reading, in the academic sense. Uh, it also is notable for having a famous theme song, uh, the ABC song. ABC song by the we shouldn't say who, who it's by. By the Beach Boys. <laughs> by the Beach Boys. But today we are in a special treat, going to give you a <laughs> guest theme song. Guest theme song. Without further ado. Here is the guest theme song. Alright, it's time for corrections. It's time for corrections. Uh, this is the part of the show where we correct things. By the way, this is Kokomo. Uh, In the song. background right now, Kokomo, Kokomo by, by the Beach Boys, by the Beach Lads. Uh, corrections, and the reason we're playing that is, is because, because we're have the time of our of lives. our lives. We're analyzing the movie Cocktail, and this is where Kokomo happens. Co- we get a Kokomo hit. We're having this the Kokomo episode. moment. The Kokomo Co- Co- moment. A Kokomo yeah. moment. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, That's definitely the reason. Yes, it is. Uh, but the uh, corrections happen here. I only have one correction to note. Yeah. And this is arguably not a correction, 
uh, in that. Okay, uh, well, there we go. It is a correction, but oh, it's arguably it not a correction. Oh, okay. It's a correction to our instructions for the cocktails on our famous website. Hmm. Uh, what did we do wrong? I said you cannot slice an atomic fireball. Yes, we did. Well, mm, oh, no. We said you could, and then we said you couldn't. Well, it says you couldn't. I believe you yeah. can. You have to drop it, and then it, it naturally uh, it has it cleaves. That doesn't count as slicing. I think it does. Slicing is is you're gonna you're gonna cut through the atomic fireball and produce nice slices. If you produce Dropping, a slice, you slice. I I think the method matters. I think if you produce a slice, you slice. Mm. I mean, uh, uh, a, I think a, dropping an atomic fireball and producing a slice, I would call that let's say like cracking, splitting. A lot of other verbs I if might put there. If a slice comes out, a slicer, a must be. I don't Look think at, that's true. Uh, Coca-Cola factory that makes slice Coca Coca-Cola? Coca-Cola? The Beach Boys left a lot of money I on the table. It would have been a huge collab. I'm just saying if you produce slice soda, it's a slicer. If you slice. If you, if you, okay. They don't make that anymore, do they? Uh, what, sliced soda? Oh, slice soda. You mean slice. 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 I, I only drink Coca-Cola. Yeah, slice. It it doesn't sound slice. It sounds like sluice. It sounds like all well, these... the sluice is a different thing. It is, but it mm. sounds like it reminds you too much of it. I think that's why they discontinued. Why the they soda. discontinued slice soda? Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Well, in... you remember the notorious uh, smear campaign against it? More like sluice <laughs> from like... Pepsi. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, welcome back to An Earful of Cocktail. Uh, that was our famous theme song for just this episode. Just this episode. Uh, I was running to grab the Earful of Cocktail show checklist uh, just to make sure we're staying on track. We have many famous segments. and forget a single one of them. Uh, we have fan uproar. Sure. And how are we doing so far? Uh, very good. We did everything we needed to do beforehand, mm-hmm. uh, including getting the theme song ready. This mm-hmm. time a guest theme song. Uh, later in the show... We'll have our famous segments. Let's just let's get run ready. through the segments. We're gonna have who let the spoilers who out? let the spoilers out. That's a good thing to to review. Who let the spoilers <laughs> out? This serves two purposes. <laughs> uh, it lets the listeners know what's coming up. It also lets me know what's coming up. Exactly. <laughs> uh, we are going to have the analysis. The we analysis. Are, we yes. analyze the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are going to. Uh, Give our famous segment, uh, Flare in the Air. Flare in the Air. That one I wait on before preparing. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, and then we are going to end the show. That'll be fun. Yeah, I will. Okay, I can't uh, wait to end the show. Exactly. So, welcome. Welcome, fans. Welcome, fans, to the eighth episode, eighth five minutes of the movie Cocktail. Yes. We're going to dive into this one. 
uh, like nobody's business. This is a lot of things happens here. I think without further ado, let's get into uh, let's get into spoilers. Let's uh, who, get into. I just have a question though. Uh, who, yeah. who let the, the spoilers? Who, who out? let the spoilers out? Gee, I don't know. Could it be us? You know, sometimes I just listen to that so much I forget to turn it down and start talking. <laughs> it's uh, it's nice to just sink into. <laughs> it is. I mean, this is, and uh, they talk about the fact that uh, audio is an immersive medium, and we are we are immersing uh, you and ourselves, and it's it's tough to stay focused with all this immersion. It really is. Uh, the deep the deep rich sounds of MIDI. Uh, mm. It's wonderful. What what did you do exactly to get a uh, a, a physical copy of this MIDI? I didn't get a fit. You mean a, an MP3 or well, a MIDI? You mean a file? It, it, it occupies a space in a hard drive. Yes, that's. Yes. I guess that's physical in some sense. Uh, I meant basically a what, raster, a raster file. What would you call it? Uh, well, so let me explain vector, the process of getting this. Vector audio first, is MIDI. First, I had to buy this. <laughs> first, I had to buy a copy of this. Yeah. From some production company. The second time in your life, you just had to buy a copy. The first time is when the Baja Man released it, and you <laughs> yeah. just had to buy a copy. I owned that CD. <laughs> I did. I, yeah, I know you did. Very physical copy of that CD. Uh, no, so yeah, bought bought the MIDI. Then play, I think I played it back and recorded it. Probably. Do you think the Baja Men get paid for that MIDI? I don't think they do. <laughs> I mean, they better. <laughs> I think this the. The MIDI Warehouse website, I think, was completely fly-by-night. Is night. that where that came from? MIDI Warehouse? I think so. I don't remember. Yeah. It was something. It was something. It cost, what, $3? $4? <laughs> <laughs> so much more than the audio for the song costs. Quite a bit. Yeah, but it's great. It also came with uh, with uh, uh, music tabs, so you can play uh, with, the, with the dogs out at home. Yeah. Uh, okay, so then how did you turn this into it? Did you play I it on I think I played it on my computer and recorded the output. Yeah, and then... Maybe. I mean, or I used That's a converter. I may have used a web-based MIDI converter. <laughs> I, I think if you did, you would not get anything usable. That's usually the way. You I mean, 15 it's, viruses. it's maybe not the most ideal instrumentation in this MIDI, but... But without further ado, this is where we tell you what happens in these five episodes. We spoil it for you before we analyze it for you. Without further ado, this is written by our man in uh, Havana, as it were. I believe it's uh, Kenya, but yes. I, I think it's probably Nigeria. Yeah, right. I'm pretty sure it was Kenya. Was it? Okay, yeah. congrats. Uh, over a shooting game of the basketball, Douglas hints to Flanagan the idea that it would be possible whatever Coral, Brian's girlfriend, was offering was actually not what Flanagan had hoped for. Coral owned the building in which she lived in New York, pointing out to her wealth. However, Brian disagrees <laughs> to this. And therefore, they bet on the fact that Coral would be into a relationship with someone different before the end of the week. Ooh, what a bet. Working at the bar, Coral comes in. Flanagan happy to see her and hoping she was there to see him. I surprised to see her kiss Douglas. Carol walks to him and claims he was mad at him for not keeping their affairs private. Douglas does not deny making a move on Coral to prove his point about her. They get into a fight with Flanagan, mad at Doug for what he had done, with Doug's claim to have done him a favor. Flanagan quit his job at the cell block that day, 
and moved to Jamaica to pursue his dreams. Oh, did he? <laughs> Seeing him work at a bar along the Jamaican beach. This movie moves, man. It I mean, it moves. Uh, it, 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 how many movies lend itself to deep analysis of so many? It's just the terrain. <laughs> the terrain is just ever varying. It's, I know. It's wonderful. We're in Jamaica suddenly. We're, we're suddenly in Jamaica. Seeing him perfect, work at a bar in perfect the accompaniment. This Baja yeah. man, yeah. Uh, is that Baja California? Is what it's referring to? No. Just the Baja men are Jamaican. Yeah, but why are they Baja men? Well, it's I mean Jamaica's below other things. I, it's above a lot of other things too. <laughs> I guess it's above that's an true. entire continent. Yeah. Seeing him at work at a bar on the Jamaican beach, a lady comes to ask for a phone to make a call because one of her friends had passed out on the beach. Having none, Flanagan instead rushes with her to help. Having none. Having no phone. Having oh. Having yeah, he doesn't I'll have a phone. I'll have none of this. So he does. He does the next best thing. Yeah. Yes, which is run to her, and then ask someone else to go and make a phone call. Yeah. So uh, that is that was that was a bit hard to follow, but we'll help. Oh we'll help no, it's fine. We're we're gonna yeah. I mean, it's it's we're gonna dissect every bit of that in yeah. just a second here once we conclude. Spoiler alert. Who let spoilers out? Who let spoilers out? Uh, uh, this week it was us. It was us. All right. Hello and welcome. So now we're about to prepare for... Oh, we didn't mention the sink. Sink was a famous segment. Yeah, is it a segment or is it more of a component it, of a larger segment? It's the most famous segment. I'm not sure it's a segment. I think it might be. It might transcend uh, segments. It's just a uh, Also, big news. Uh, I should have mentioned the we, beginning of the show. I have huge news. I mentioned this to you a couple weeks ago. News. Uh, huge news. Big huge news. Huge news. It's, uh, is it as big as uh, the snifter? Uh, it's... I did not mention that story. Is that mm. worth mentioning? Yeah, there? I think it is worth telling us. So, so we also uh, designed a drink. We designed a drink every episode and drink the up. Another segment we failed to mention. At the we beginning love of the show. talking about segments. Yeah, uh, a lot of segments here. Drink of the app is where we design a cocktail, and we also review it and post on the website. We're we're a bit behind, although I have it ready on my Alpha Smart Neo Two, so I just need to sync to my main computer. You know how it is. I know. Yes. Yeah. I mean, we're living in the modern world. We know how it is. Uh, so. Uh, what am I saying? Yeah, so we were delayed for a while because uh, the famous drink Finnegan's Obit called for it being in a giant snifter, which yeah. lets us to know when we design these drinks, if we want to have good throughput, try to make it easy to do. Yeah, like it, maybe glassware we've already got on hand. Or that is easy to obtain. Sure, but I think for this one particularly, I mean, it was brandy, orange and black sprinkles. I think you needed something to contextualize that beyond I mean, just... It was the right decision. It, it was. was yeah, not, sorry, not Brandy, of course. Uh, Ray Martin Cognac. I went to the uh, thrift store with the best glassware in the Bay Area. That is Savers in Redwood City. I do not endorse them, but I will offhand review them. Good place. It, great place to go. Yeah, you've been there. Mm, yeah, have I, you been have there? I? No, I've never been there. Well, you've heard of it. I've shown you a video of it. Uh, I got, you, you did shoot me a video I of shoot, it. Yeah, I put it on shoe.com. Shoe.com uh, slash video <laughs> question mark ID equals? CGI. CGI. Dot bin. Uh, <laughs> so I... I uh, okay, so the thing is, I was there... Where does shoevids.com go, you think? <laughs> that's, a, that's a good question to ask. Oh, no. It is, oh, is shoevids.com up for grabs? Oh, if you... you this this is worth buying. Shoevids.com. Shoe. I 
I think this is... Do I need to register shoevids.com? I mean, I think the question is, is this part of the Earful family, uh, uh, the shoevids.com uh, asset, <laughs> web asset? I think that sounds like it could be part of the Earful I don't family. know that I want to pay $13 a year to own shoevids.com. Let's see if we get uh, 20 people telling us on Twitter that we should, we yes. will. Okay, write in. Write in. Let us know if we need to purchase shoevids.com or Or you can or not. buy it yourself and <laughs> then give it to us. <laughs> buy it yourself. Redirect it wherever you want, really. I mean, really, just do what just, you want. Please, it's a free please someone register shoevids.com. Yeah, and then post please, put up a, please put up a video of a sh- at least one shoe. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, so I went to Savers in Redwood City... I think no less than 20 times hmm. uh, looking in the glassware for a giant snifter. Mm-hmm. And they had some good stuff, not a giant snifter. They had some cocktail glasses with a lid on it, which is the weirdest thing in the world. Mm. Not a snifter. 20 visits. 21st visit. I'm not sure the number. 21st visit's the charm. Uh, I go in there, and I walk into Savers. Kokomo is playing over the speakers. <laughs> yes. The, and I walk over the glasses. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, yeah. Let's, let, just, let's just recreate this ambiance. So it's like in a you're, courtroom. You're, wa- you're walking into Savers. Can you please point out the the song you're identifying? It's that song, Your Honor. <laughs> okay, so you're walking into Savers. Yeah, and you this hear Kokomo over the loudspeakers, and I walk over to the glassware. I'm just I'm I'm in a rapture, and right in the top rack, top rack, top shelf, giant snifter. It's incredible. There's a place called Kokomo. That's where you Okay, good story. It's a great story. Yeah. So that's how. So if you need that's to not find the, that's not the big news though. Oh really? The, the news is much bigger than. Okay, that. well. Um, but if you want to find a giant snifter, now you know where. Yeah, Except go. you can't because you bought it. Well, I mean, go there enough times, and eventually, at least the, twenty times, and then one day you will hear Kokomo, and mm-hmm. then you'll know your day has come. Oh, that is such poetry. Absolutely. Uh, analysis is coming up. In the meantime, the sink is coming up. This is where we uh, chop up the show, the movie, chop, the big show. Yep, chop it up, chop it, chop dice it, it up, chop it, disseminate it, cook it, slice and, it. Uh, yeah, what is what is it in the end? It is going to be. A five-minute segment that is actually also made FCC clean. Yes. Uh, for your benefit, uh, cocktail underscore eight underscore clean that MP4. You're actually not playing a clean version. I'm not. I should turn my volume down. You should. That's okay. Smart. My volume is now down. Uh, what you said you had other news. Yes. What's the other news it's coming up? Okay. So, I've got news as well. Okay. Well, is yours as big as mine? Mine's pretty big. Okay. What's okay. that? Okay. Uh, since the last episode, we've started a new podcast. Uh, yeah, I guess I can go now. Uh, yeah, uh, Cubecast. Yes, the Cubecast. <laughs> we started the, the second f- other podcast as well. Second other podcast. This is not big. This is small news. It's huge This news. goes to the end of the show. Earfulofconvoy.com. Or earfulofcocktail.com. Or earfulofcocktail.com. Is it on both domains? Yes. Slash quoth. It's bad. This is not quoth. good. This is a high-quality uh podcast uh, please don't judge it by this 20 minutes not a lot of good things have happened but uh usually this is an incredibly high quality content i mean there's a lot of great analysis coming up earful of quove quovecast that is not, the quovecast okay, okay poor quality it's very over, bad audio quality every every episode is done over phones on an online uh, don't 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 spoil the mysteries of the quovecast <laughs> people can find it on their own i'm just yeah. i just want to allude to it just sure. make the connection and and scene Okay, so okay, yeah, good. We're so, back on earful. So you f- you first get your files ready, and now you're ready for the sink. Uh, so what do you do to do this? You go home. Yes, 
I'd grab. Go, you can go anywhere as long as it's in like a public bus. As long as it's your home. As long as it's your home. And to really, me, home is where the heart is. Exactly. So as long as you've got your heart with you. As long as you have a human heart and not one of those robotic Jarvis hearts. Ooh. Jarvik. Jar- Jarvik? 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 Daleks? Daleks. Dalek hearts. Uh, yeah. So go home. Yeah. Where go? Go to the heart. Locate your heart. Find your heart. Yeah. Is it beating? Let's test. This is the first time I uh, drink tea on the air. That sounds like great audio, isn't that? Mm-hmm. Wasn't that? Wasn't it lovely? Have you? Fig- have you? Do you know if your heart's beating yet? Because I have an answer. On my side, not on your side. And the, on your left side. On my. The yes. Well, by from my perspective, my left yeah. side. I'm. Uh, yeah. Mine's mine's beating. Yeah, mine's good too. One one twenty four beats a minute. At, just just like the doctor ordered. You just counted? Yeah, that's fast. Well, I did it for about a second, and then I just multiplied by sixty. Mm, so okay. Uh, so so go home. Find your heart. Grab your eighth five minutes. Oh, you you will not. You're gonna need that tea is gonna need to go away. It will go away when analysis <laughs> happens. This okay. is a famous segment where I drink tea and while we're stalling. Okay. You're gonna go it's an home. Incentive for you gra- to grab up. your eighth, grab your eighth episode of the movie cocktail, and sit down, load it up, get ready because we're gonna sink it, we're gonna lock it, we're gonna sink it, we're gonna play it together, and we're gonna analyze so it. So here's what you do: open up uh, your uh, shell of choice. I recommend VLC. So here's what you type: video in. LAN client M P V space V. L C M P V A P P colon backslash. It sounds like you're not listening to what I'm saying. Shoevids.com. <laughs> sounds like you're not listening to huge news. What's the huge news? You type in MPV, MPV. space loop file. That's loop hyphen file. Sure. Zero dash dash no mouse movements. Uh, and then cocktail like clean. Do you okay. hear the news? Is it that you wrote a script to make it easier to play? No. Oh. I'm no longer using mPlayer. And you're using MPV. Which is a basically a more modern version of mPlayer. Wow. Will it is it resilient to um it's incre- to it, Google it, Maps in the background? Uh no, that's my computer dying. I see. Okay, well close close your Google Maps windows. That's I another did, step. I okay, did, good. I did. Very good. I'm just saying, if MP uh uh mPlayer fans, yeah. will love MPV. It's basically mPlayer. Plus, plus 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 it's incredible nice it's great uh, and so you can yeah. find out more at mpv.org three two, two one. one go three, three two, two one go sentiment about coral hot mama huh oh yes how's the sink sink seems good, good. um yeah Somebody i mean you never can line? know until you kind of get sure, more into it right. so right. um where does coral live say lovey 76th street she's got a brownstone Oh. You don't actually listen to that building all by itself, do you? I, you know, I'm a little. I, I'm, mine's a little off, but it's fine. We'll, we'll correct as we go. Guys, yeah. One thing you can see here. Watch this. In employer, you can only go down from 100 percent volume. Wow. MPV, you can go over 100. percent Don't, 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 uh, don't risk it. Don't risk it. Okay, it's great though. Okay, so we got so this is the continue. The first part of this is the continuation of where we left off last time. Let's talk about all the scenes we have here. We have three yeah. scenes. We got Angry Basketball Part Two. Part Two. 
Bart do. Bart, Bart do basketball. Yes. Mm. Uh, yeah, they're famous Frenchman. I mean, they're playing basketball, and in violation of, I think, several city laws, they're betting on it. Uh, yes, they are betting it, which I we're going to get into the betting structure in a bit. Yes. There's a, some interesting things to pick apart here. Some, yes. Okay. Then back to the cell so block. So angry basketball, cell block. Cell block, the end. And then Kokomo. And then they go to Kokomo. Then they go to Kokomo, which they don't go to Kokomo, but they go to Jamaica. I never looked up to see what well, song this was playing in the background. Largely because I don't really like it at all. So now we're hmm. curious. It's not good. It's not on the soundtrack, right? This song is not on the soundtrack, no. This seems like something they played more in here instead of like the fabulous Thunderbirds and this weird blues rock. All right, the cell block has diverse tastes. <laughs> Love poetry? I Yes, go to yeah. the cell block. Uh, okay, so then the uh, so of the three scenes, what order should we attack them for our analysis? I'm gonna I'm gonna propose chronological. Uh, do we know what the chronological order is? Well, it's a reverse dream sequence. Yes. So he starts in Jamaica. Yes. And then he falls asleep on the beach. Yeah. After drinking too much after champagne. After drinking too much champagne. Yeah. And then he's he quits his job, and then plays basketball. And then he uh, reaches the blue chips level of, of basketball stardom. Yep, it's great. Um, yeah, let's start with let's start with basketball. Okay, angry basketball. So even. this started with last time. Uh, it started basically with uh, Douglas Coughlin introducing doubts about Coral. He first says, "Coral, she's aren't all girls named, named after, after inanimate, inanimate objects?" And of course, as we debunked last time, Coral. Not an inanimate object. And also, that's not a huge pattern, you see. It's, it's <laughs> funny. It's a funny line. It's a funny line. Not a pattern. And B, <laughs> coral is very much a living organism. I mean, I think this this says a lot about the Douglas Coughlin way of life and how you introduce wisdom. Sure. Ways of thinking. You just kind of come Patterns up with Patterns of it. thinking. Mm-hmm. I, a lot more to talk about that later. Uh, so so this one starts off with the line from, from Flanagan, which is, there's nothing inanimate about coral, which is a, very accurate. I would say her hair... Is not animate. It's dead I, cells. I assumed he was describing the 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 organism coral. So you're. I, I'm just saying a living being includes dead aspects to it. I, you're right there, but no. Well, fingernails. Well, inanimate hair. doesn't necessarily mean dead. Inanimate just means not moving. That's that's interesting. And coral's always on the move. Yeah, I mean, like a river, uh, you can't step in. Into, is, is a river animate? Uh, yeah, always, unless it unless it pools. Uh, let's see. Don't you hate it when a river pools? I hate it when a river, or it freezes. If a, if a if a river freezes, then you know. But really, is anything everything really moves. inanimate? Yeah, because it's all there's particles that are moving inside of everything. So you I know, mean, if you believe, if, if it's if, an absolute zero, then maybe you got the inanimate. I mean, the universe is aspect. expanding. Only the center of the universe is not moving. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And then Einstein's theory of relativity says, really, there's no. You can't say there's any fixed system because everything can be shown in the different uh, reference basic frame. Except baseball in the 90s. Except baseball buddy. in the 90s, before Slam and Sandy. Hey, buddy. <laughs> it's uh, a fixed system. Um, when the 1910s? Not, I don't know. The brochure promised me. Okay, I didn't uh, know what you were going for there. Yeah. Okay. I said, going with boxing in the 90s. I mean, I, I think you're making some pretty... You're making claims of fraud. <laughs> you should have gone with uh, basketball in the 90s. I say watch yourself. Football in the 90s? What about American politics in the 90s? Nice. Nice. 
So, okay, so Coral, so there's nothing inanimate about Coral. Yes. I assume he's talking about the 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 ocean organism Coral. I, fair sign. I think that's true. <laughs> Must be the case. He could either be talking about the fact that they had a very uh, active sex or, or he could be talking about the scientific properties of the of the ocean organism coral. And I think it's safe to to assume it's the second. Right, it's almost certainly the second. And he continues to talk about different things that are basically things to worry about with this with this coral uh, lady that uh, that they're in a, they're in a relationship now. Let's just say it. She showed up at the uh, bro house. I yep. think they're in a relationship. Yep. Uh, says so coral. Does she live by herself? No way she lives by herself. Her house is too big. A little bit sexist there. Well, I mean, I think you're just referring to the fact that she is someone in her 20s living in Manhattan in a gigantic place. Sure. I mean, I think either you're incredibly rich sure. or you basically live in a small part of sharing a building with others. Sure. And here's the thing. Is she incredibly rich? Seems to be. According to Brian Flanagan, she owns the brownstone. She owns a brownstone on 76th Street. So here is a question I did not realize last week. They're talking about funding mechanisms for their Cocktails and Dreams bar. If she is, in fact, a millionaires, You think she would just chip in? I mean, she at least could offer a credit line. I mean, you don't offer credit to friends. You offer, basically, you give them money. Yeah. But she seems like she probably, if she really cared about Cocktails and Dreams, could have done more to help rather than say, well, spend... Five years of your life down in Jamaica making money serving drinks. Yeah, the Jamaica angle, thats a, it's a little weird she's pitching them on Jamaica instead of, uh, well, maybe she just wants to go to Jamaica. It just, it, it's very much like an up from your bootstraps if she is, in fact, rich. Mm-hmm. Or is she land rich well, and she's, money poor, she's, like the poor folks of Palo Alto? Yes, she might She might be uh, a, 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 a locked-in homeowner. Yeah, paper wealth. Yes. Yeah. Just like just like Coral the animal, uh, highly illiquid. What? Nice. Yeah. Surrounded by liquid, though. Yeah, just like Manhattan. Just like the Manhattan. highest concentration of wealth. Surrounded by liquid. Okay, so then then Coughlin goes much more specific, implying that she is one in many relationships at once, mm-hmm. and is also perhaps married. Mm. He says, "Do you see photos of the guys around?" No. Uh, he says no. He says maybe she flips them down. Which that's. Do you see flip down photos around? <laughs> you could flip them down, cover them with a napkin, cover them with a doily. Uh, maybe you could put them, slide them under your hot tub. A lot of it'd places. Be, it'd be a long con here, <laughs> with a high upside. With a yes, you get to date a bartender. <laughs> <laughs> Not any bartender. Uh, one Ryan who's going to become Flanagan. famous someday. Yes, that's right. She sees potential in him. Uh, yeah, and then he. So, says, do you check a ring finger? Maybe she had a white band under it. You gotta look for that. Yeah. Coughlin, very, um, Coughlin, this seems to be his game, is he's very into the, you know. Mind games? Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 Uh, and then says, basically, oh, you think she's saving yourself herself for you, Coughlin? A little Flanagan, young Flanagan? <laughs> uh and, I mean, the, yeah, he knows that she is sexually active and is implying the fact that if Flanagan was not her first, it means that they don't have a serious thing going. Well, I mean, they've been together for, what, like a day? I'd say... Two days? 
at least two days because they're over at her place. And sure. then later, they're at the bro place in uh, Long Island City. I mean, it's yeah, yes, it, it, but definitely not like basketball. a long time. I, I think you're supposed to assume it's a pretty short time. Is it weird that Coral didn't come along for the basketball? I mean, as we've discussed many times, the movie divides things into masculine spaces and feminine spaces. Sure. Women, and she invades a masculine space in the previous scene. Yes, but the basketball court... Which, in fact, is at the Borough of Manhattan Community College. I know the address. You know, at the corner of Chamber Street and West hey, Street. Wow. Uh, New York fans of Cocktail should check it out. Yes. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's a masculine space. I think it says uh, no girls allowed right outside the basketball court. Uh, I mean, I think in the way they're demarcating it, I mean, I think angry basketball with betting, it's a, they're defining it as an explicitly masculine space. It's where they are being highly judgmental uh, and really not a whole lot of self-reflection either. Sure. Uh, sure. Yeah. Should we... Uh, so I think we're, we're about to loop around here. Let's listen to the whole conversation during basketball. Sure, sure. Just to, yeah. And one thing to keep in mind, pay attention to the betting. The betting is going to be... Important. Hot mama, huh? Yes! Good shot. Ten bucks behind the line? Sure, shoot till you miss. All right. Where does Carl live? 76th Street. She's got a brownstone. She owns a whole off building. You don't think she lives in that building all by herself, do you? It's a bit lucky. See any pictures? Of guys? Yeah. No. That's 30 bucks you owe me. Jesus Christ, I know. Man's on a roll, ladies and gentlemen. So she's been saving herself for young Flanagan all these years. Or maybe she hides the pictures when she goes out. Oh. Have a look on her ring finger. See if there's a white circle from her wedding band. Man, are you paranoid. Listen, it's the difference between a one-nighter and a meaningful relationship with an unattached millionaire. I'm not thinking about it that way, okay? This is more than just a one-night stand. This lady's going to do a number on you, mate. I appreciate the concern. Woo! That's 50 bucks you owe me. 50 bucks. 50 bucks. Well, 50 bucks says that Coral's in the sack with some other guy before the week's out. That's a bad Missed. Okay. So, we've got the conversation, which we already talked a lot about. Yeah. We've got the betting system. Sure. Which we should we should dig into. Yes. I mean, I think let's, let's dig into first, before the details, the sure. fact, and this goes into it. There are two scopes of escalation happening here. Yeah, money. One, one is the scope of basically the structure of their friendship and relationship to each other, which is Coglin undermining Brian's dreams and independence by saying, you can't leave our bro pair by just hooking up with this dame. We have to stay together. And I think there's been a long game of basically saying Brian has to choose between Coral and between Doug. Yeah. Uh, and there's a short-term game here. So part of the of nagging him is basically saying, you know, I want to make sure you're thinking right, and thinking right is staying with the Coglin plan. Yeah. The other part is the fact that in this betting scheme, he wants to psych him out and have him lose. So he is actually escalating in very, very quickly because he wants him to fail at shooting basketball shots. And he doesn't. Well, no. He does eventually, but yeah, takes him. He he, uh, he lands five shots. Yes, in a row yes. from behind the line. Yes, ten dollars a piece. 
And so it's unclear. So is it like if he misses one, that's that's minus ten dollars, and then it's ten dollars if he makes one. So what I believe it is, it's ten dollars. Yeah. So ten dollars if he misses the first shot, Coughlin gets ten dollars. Okay. If he makes the shot, Brian Flanagan, Flanagan gets ten dollars with the option to continue making infinite money if he continues making shots. That seems odd. Seems like there's a lot of upside for Flanagan and down only down and like well mostly downside well, for Well let me let me say this uh okay, let's say you flip a coin. Yeah. If it lands on its edge, yeah. uh I'll pay you ten dollars and every time I'll give you ten dollars every time you flip. I get ten dollars if you miss the first time if it doesn't land on its sure. edge. Yeah. Who has the better line in this bet? Well, wait, is it I lose everything if I ever get a tails? It, okay, if you flip it and it's heads or tails, yeah. I get ten dollars. If it lands on its edge, you get ten dollars, and you continue flipping it. And every additional time it's on its edge, you get another ten bucks. Well, getting a coin on its edge is a lot harder than getting a basketball in a hoop from behind the line. Well, the question—I mean, Flanagan's pretty good at basketball. Well, so in this bet, it's incredibly unbalanced towards me. Sure. The question is, if Brian Flanagan was someone like Bob Cousy, a free throw champ. Uh, you would sure. ex- you would expect him to say, "Oh, you would never do that bet." I mean, yeah. the idea is Flanagan's not that great at basketball, so it's a bit surprising that he did this. I mean, in sure. fact, I'm trying to say, like, what would be the value of these two things being equal? I could do this, but let's leave it as a as a An writing game for, our for fans. the for the listener. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. I'll do this later. Uh, we'll, we'll update you next week. Okay, we'll compare we'll, notes. We'll compare notes. So the question is, what is the expected probability? Of Doug of uh, Brian Flanagan's free throw percentage for Coglin to feel that he will break even on that bet. Yeah, well, Coglin probably doesn't just want to break even. Coglin wants to make money. Please but... submit your work to staff at earfulofcocktail.com. Yes, please, as a as a PNG. So, I mean, I think the thing is the bet is fair if, in fact, Flanagan's free throw percentage is arbitrarily low. Sure. And that's what the whole bet is. Coggan doesn't think he can make free throws. I mean, it's it's obviously well under fifty percent. He yep. thinks his chance of making a free throw is more like twenty percent. Sure. Submit your uh, your numbers and 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 work to our to our email. Uh, so the main thing is he is in the zone. He is he's lifted. He is he is he is. There, there's a way of kind of showing internal strength and kind of the flow getting into the zone through different physical means. And this basketball game does a great job of showing the battle between their wills being uh, shown uh, through this basketball game. I think it's very effective. Super effective. Yeah. Man's on a roll, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, Man so, is on a roll. So he is he is slut shaming Coral, saying that they think they have something great, but she is actually cheap. That is Coglin's line of attack. Sure. And says basically there is a dichotomy here. There are two kinds of women. There is meaningful relationships with unattached millionaires. Yep, that's what that's that's one. Mm-hmm. Which is he thinks he could have that, but one night stands is the other option. He's saying he can't have both. Which I mean, I'd say odds are. I mean, most one-night stands aren't with unattached millionaires. This one appears as if it may have been. It seems like it has a a chance. (laughs) I mean, but let's talk more about basically Coral's Code of Honor uh, later and why everything falls apart. CCOH? (laughs) CCOH. Can't wait to dig into the CCOH. So, Young Flanagan sinks five free throws. Yes. He fails in the sixth. Yep. He fails in the sixth at the same moment that a new bet is introduced. 
to wipe out the first $50. And by the way... Well, to try and get back to even, yeah. Well, what's this? Yeah. You just try to get back to even. I mean, Coughlin's behind at this yes, point. Exactly. So he can only make what he believes to be a sure bet. Yes, absolutely. Which uh, is that Coral is going to be with someone else by the end of the week? By the end of the week. By the end of the week. By the end of the week, the exact line is... Let me just look up cocktail... Always and dreams. Yeah. Cocktail. Shoevids. Cocktail raw. Com. Uh, That's 50 bucks you owe me. 50 bucks? 50 bucks. 50 bucks says curls in the sack with some other guy before the week's out. Okay. So not not just, you know, not with Flanagan. Just with somebody. I mean, actually, yeah. I mean, the thing about this is, of course it's not, of course not Coglin. It's just any guy Anyone. she's going to be with. She's not one. She's not pure. She is, she's a slut. And she is going to basically cheapen what he believes Flanagan to be an exclusive relationship because there is there is a, a certain possessiveness that, that Flanagan has in the entire world, much less a personal relationship like this. Uh, and he says it's going to be over by the end of the week. And this seems, of course, extremely unlikely. You know, she showed up. They had a lot they're, of fun. They're into each other. Yep, I mean, their chemistry having, is having a great time. perfect. They were amazing, yeah. Yeah. Yep. I mean, they're the perfect couple. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> by the end of the week, it's going to be over. Uh, by the way, in that basketball sequence, Brian Brown, incredible acting. Him with the slow burn of just being incredibly, increasingly angry as Flanagan. <laughs> he is so incredibly good in this sequence. Yeah. I mean, I got, this is one of the more fun acting sequences in the whole movie. It's interesting. It's, it's definitely like, I mean, you know, we describe it as angry basketball. It's, it's a very, it's like conveying yeah. anger through the actual motions of throwing the basketball is very interesting. But talk about Douglas Coughlin and Ryan Brown's portrayal of Douglas Coughlin is he is a cool customer. Yeah. He's someone who is always ready with a witticism, who always knows the score, knows what to say. And the idea is if he has rage inside, it doesn't get up with raising his voice. It doesn't get up with doing anything uh, rash. It's done with cool composition, but you see it, you see his eyes bulge with this rage that he's suppressing and is working his angle. Yeah. And it's, it's fantastic. Yep. Uh, and you have to see, how does Coughlin square, square the deal? He takes things in his own hands. As we see in scene two, are we done with the Angry Basketball? I think we're scene? done with Angry Basketball. Uh, and that has been Angry well, would Basketball. You, <laughs> will you take the bet? What? Behind the line, $10, sick free throw. Uh, ten. So the same rules as this. Yes. Um. Uh. I don't think my free throw percentage is over five hundred. So it I would probably it, not. Well, based upon the additional. That's true. There's shots. there's additional upside possibility. Yes. Well, this is an exercise for. The I, I could do I could do math on the air. Yeah. But I think I mean I don't know that my free throw percentage is over three fifty. Well, I mean, the question is, let's see if, if your math is good enough to know if it's good. So are, are you taking the bet or not? Uh, I would... It would give us content. It would give us... Are we going to go do that? At some point. We, okay, we're going to find a basketball court. I mean, I'll take the bet just for fun. Sure. But, it, but you know, at $10, that's fine. If we wanted to... It, I mean, it's really more a question if, like, I'm taking the bet at... A hundred dollars. I'm something. not. I'm not doing that. I usually, okay, well, I usually bet one dollar, but I'm. I yeah. will follow the movie. Ten dollars. I mean, By I'll, the way, I'll take the bet at ten dollars just to see the bet through. Sure. Yeah. I would say, like, 
are they really doing so badly? The fifty dollars is a huge. Do you think well, it's, it's the eighties? Keep in mind. Yeah, but that's after fifty dollars in the eighties was is is a, is approximate. Let's find this out. In the last thirty years, inflation has been fairly fifty dollars in nineteen eighty eight. We haven't had a massive inflationary in period. Today's dollars. I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna guess uh, eighty five dollars. $50 in 1988 to 2018. Wow. How would you guess? Uh, I said $85. Nope. Uh, 106 Okay, so it's about twice. $106. Ooh, doubling in 30 years is pretty low for inflation rates. Um, let's, let's back it up. Let's say, let's say $78. let us say this was $50 in the age of Convoy. Hundred and ninety-eight dollars. Do sixty-eight. Sixty-eight It'll in the age of pre-convoy. Chitty chitty bang bang. Chitty chitty bang bang. Nineteen sixty-eight. Three hundred and sixty-three dollars. Isn't that crazy? It's it's actually insane. Yeah. Wow. This this website uh, is stagflation. Saving.org slash inflation. Nice. Shoe vids slash inflation. But keep in um, mind how much you could buy with like a computer at each point. How much you could buy with a computer? How many, comp- how many, uh, basically <laughs> transistors can you buy at each point? Just consider that. I mean, like one. I mean, inflation. And then now millions. Exactly. I mean, inflation is a basket of goods, but what you get in that basket changes due to technology and due to other things that are available. The fruit, the the banana becomes a super banana. Exactly. Let's say you want to get someone like Jimmy Stewart to star in your movie. Mm. In '78, that's possible. Now it costs a fortune. <laughs> You know? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So the assets change over time. Tom Cruise changed over time. Not that much. Other than other than his untimely death a few months ago. That was a, that was a big change. A big change. I mean, that death, it's only a change. May he rest in peace. R.I.P. Uh, okay, so scene two. So... Do you think do you think the fifty dollars is a big blow to Douglas Coglin's finances, or do you think it's more the fact that it hurts his, to his, Coughlin, his ego? No. To Flanagan, maybe. <laughs> you think Coglin's going money? No, but he's at least had a steady job for a while. Uh, quick game. Yeah. Uh, net worth at this point in the movie, <laughs> uh, Coglin and, and Flanagan. Yes. What would you say their net worth is? Uh, okay. Well, Flanagan, we know his net worth. Flanagan, we know his net worth. Well, we can calculate it. What 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 is what is the net worth he has? So he started with uh, the money from Uncle Pat, which he did not take. So so that's, irrelevant. that's Throw it zero out. plus. What what did Uncle Pat offer him? Twenty dollars. He okay. Let's just talk about what are his main assets. Twenty dollars, and then he re, he refused it. So that's minus twenty. What so are he's his now assets? at zero. What are his assets? He does, okay. He does he not has, own property. Well, he was in the army, so he probably got paid a salary. Okay, let's just be for, clear for fighting. He has basically he has a checking account in the bank and no property. Correct. Sure. Yeah, I mean, probably. He, yeah. He's paying rent yeah, yeah. to his uncle Pat. Yes. I mean, yeah. we're pretty sure about that. Yeah. So he's so he's like a post. So like, what? How like, much is in his checking account? That's army, question. army, private. He did not salary. save money. He clearly did not save. Well, any let's his see. Money. So an army private he's makes bad with money. Fifteen hundred dollars per month, and he spent it all in the lowest rank. And he spent it on well, garbage. Well, what? How? Uh, Nineteen eighty-eight. Army private salary. Nineteen eighty. Wow. There's there's information here. Um. Okay. Years of service less than two. That was what he yeah. was. Seven hundred and fifty-two dollars per. I'm going to a site called Navy Cyberspace. This is on Navy Cyberspace. 1988 enlisted basic military pay chart. This is incredible. Less than two years. And per... What's the what's the term? Per month? 
I'm just letting you go here. I'm doing math here. Okay, let's let's assume this is per month. And so we're gonna say so E wants so six hundred and thirty dollars a month, and he let's say he was in the military for two years, twenty four. So he made he made about fifteen thousand dollars in two years in the military. Do you think he had any expenses? Probably not. So let's say he's got a checking account with about 15 k in it. He blew it on garbage. He has no money. He came into Long Island with no money. You sure? He, he probably barely afforded to buy that bus to pass. I think every time he basically was like having fun, R&R, okay. he wasted okay. his money on So garbage. no money, but then he gets a job. And he, I'm sure he's blowing it all in garbage. I mean, I think, mm. okay, I think he is starting to save his Jamaica fund. I mean, somehow he gets to Jamaica. But he's only on. just now starting his Jamaica fund. The plan before Jamaica plan was Jamaica plan was to just kind of be a bartender, dick around mm-hmm. for a bit, and eventually money will fall in your lap. Sure. So I think it's about getting a lot of money. They have probably good cash flow, but then also I bet they're like buying, I don't know, like sea monkeys and stuff, just wasting it. Sure. I mean, they're they they're not wasting it by like upgrading their apartment, but I'm sure they're no, wasting his apartment's it. not very nice. They're probably spending a lot in liquor. Uh, well, maybe, but they drink for free at work, so they're just buying the MGDs for home. Are you sure about that? The MGDs, uh, they sure, get, they, sure they they expen- for, here are their sure expenses. sure they can drink for free here, at work? Are you yes. sure? Yeah, that's in the book. That's in the, that's what Henry Gould talked about, is that they drink for free at work, and that's why they drink cognac. Uh, but that's real life. We're talking about the movie. Well, it's, I mean, the, Coughlin pours them cognac. I don't think he's paying for it. Yeah. So, okay, um, we've got, I mean, the more you pour, the less you score. <laughs> um, unless you pour to yourself. Unless you pour to yourself. So anyway, so so here's here are their expenses. Here are Colgan's uh, uh, Flanning's expenses. We've got rent. We've got uh, Miller Genuine Drafts or MGDs. We got Tabasco sauce, and we've got pizza. I'm sure they find other things offline. They're probably betting on. They're betting on sports a lot. They might be betting on sports. Coughlin has, I bet has, they're betting has on canonically. Well, they're they're betting on, on basketball. And boxing. They bet on boxing? Remember they're watching boxing? And Coughlin says, I had money on that game. Oh, they're betting a lot on sports. Okay. Yeah. 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 Well, that's that's fine. That's a paramutual system. <laughs> what does paramutual mean? That everyone, or like that it's the the winnings are, are equivalent to the, uh, are like a factor of the money that people are putting in. And and so like pe- how much people bet on certain odds determines the uh, determines the payouts. Yeah, or, uh, not odds. Certain outcomes determines the payouts. Of those outcomes. So there's no like house that is setting odds that then hmm. you know people participate in. So that that boxing... that's why paramutual systems are more legal in more places than uh, non-paramutual systems. The uh, that boxing match watching TV. Coglin yeah. says the lottery also a paramutual system. Shirley Jackson's lottery. Yes. Uh, uh, the. The boxing match you're watching. Yeah. Remember the guy, he loses, he, he's knocked out, and Coughlin throws his hat down. Yeah. And he says, that bum just cost me 50 bucks. Uh, 50, wow, he's big on betting 50 bucks. He is. The world, the world revolves around 50 buck bets. Yeah. Big, 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 buck, big buck bets. Big buck bunny. <laughs> big buck bets. Uh, okay, so what do we got here? So we, we've got scene two. Scene we, two. We start at the cell block. At the cell block. At the cell block. I'm, I'm furiously doing math in the background here. Okay, to calculate some net worth. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Well, who do you think has higher net worth? Let's just start there, between Coglin and Flanagan. I mean, I would say if I just had to do it on feel, which I think Coglin owns a, owes, owes a lot of money to sports bookies. Flanagan in his checking account at this point in the movie has, I'd say, seven hundred dollars of savings. Well, that's fair. Yeah. 
Coughlin at this point in the movie has probably owes money. I think he has. Yeah, I think he has ninety bucks already cash in, in the bank, or maybe just on hand. Mm. And I'd say that he owes a lot of money to six thousand people. Sure, I'd yep. say I'd say he is heavily in the red. Okay. Yeah. So okay. Good. Good. We agree. Um, so which is to say. Yeah, I think that probably it's not just like, oh, this hurts me in the big scheme of things as much as just... Oh, it's another debt. It's another debt. Yep. Yeah. Gotta wipe that out. <laughs> and, yeah, so, so Coughlin's swinging for the fences. Um, okay. So drinks being... Oh, well, so here's the deal. So they go to the cell block. Two drinks are made initially, and then two drinks get made later on in this scene but, with the cell block. Yeah. Um, I paid more attention to the drinks than the conversation. Sure. Okay, there are four drinks being made in this segment. The first. Do you remember o- the first only, drink? Only in the cell block. In the cell block. Yeah. I only remember the ones being set out loud. Um, I, yeah, there was one that was set out loud, but that's... The, and Yeah, so that's one of them. But so, then it starts with one that's very clear if you're paying attention. Zima. I wish. Yeah, Zima's very clear. Zima was not of this time, right? Didn't Zima come out? Zima exists outside of time. Uh, that's, it's in look, Babylon 5. Look into the deep future. <laughs> look, I'm sure you can watch look an in, episode of TKO. I've, I've heard a rumor if you do close reading of Shakespeare, the drinking Zima. All, th- all throughout Romeo and Juliet. I would not be surprised if the word Zima shows up in like some classic literature. Yeah. Well, yeah. Look, what is the top hit, do you think, for Shakespeare Zima? Where does Carl live? Hmm. That's, that's not what I wanted. How about ancient Zima? <laughs> Um, no. Oh, linguistic ties between ancient Egyptian and Bantu. See the the Kiswali Bantu word Zima. <laughs> it's Zima is a Kiswali Kiswali Bantu word. See, told you, it's ancient. Ancient. Um. Okay. So, um, we so four drinks are made. The first drink is very detectable. Very clear what's being poured. So it's not radon. Coglin is, Coglin is pouring it. Uh, I I don't know. I can I can watch it, but I I really I, I don't think I was I was my drinking eyeballs weren't weren't on. Take a look. It's about to happen. Wow. I'll continue math for a minute. Woo! That's fifty bucks you owe me. Fifty bucks. Okay, pay attention. Well, fifty bucks says that Carl's in the sack with some other guy before the week's out. That was the drink. That was the first drink. Here's Campari, the second drink. Camparian soda. Camparian soda is the first drink. Here's the second drink. It's planning and pouring a beer. It's the second drink. If you missed that. Okay. Yep. What was the beer? Uh, I could not. The label was not visible. He poured it into a glass. Such a great scene. Great scene. We've got Conglin and Coral making out right now. There's the third drink. Screwdriver. Screwdriver. A lot of drinks in the bar. Yep. Okay, and we have the fourth drink. Here it is. Pay attention. 
How could you feel anything for an assembly line up that does the book on the first date? I did you a favor. Took her off your hand before she See the fourth drink? Uh, it seems to be, is it uh, Jim Beam at, uh, at uh, Flanagan's Neck? <laughs> it's a Jim Beam neat, uh, from yeah. what I can tell. Looks like a double. Uh, yeah, it's probably a double Jim Beam neat. Yep. Yeah. It was nothing but taking a cheap shot of me. Where I come from, you don't do that to your friends. Where you come from, they're still saluting the flag and making no fingers. No brawling in here. And that goes for the help as well. I don't work here anymore. You want to cut me? Come on! You'll thank me for this one day. The f*** I will. <laughs> Good censoring. I don't. I think that was original. Okay. Okay, that's a great scene. Um, great scene. Some so, good tension there. My my math has has been a failure so far. I think I got a negative probability <laughs> of him shooting free throws, which I'm pretty sure I'm in there somewhere. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, so we let's have, talk about what's going on. Let's, here. We get a we get a new Conglin's Law. So okay, let's talk about the overall shape of the scene. Sure. The shape of the scene is two dudes, <laughs> dudes being guys, dudes being guys behind the bar. I mean, so the thing is, this is to moment. This is this is a moment where Flanagan. This is, exp- this is to moment. This is moment to moment. To, this, <laughs> this is to moment. What? What a uh, the story of Flanagan is, is to film. To film. Yes. Yes. Uh, Flanagan expects this to be another great moment where Coral shows up. They have a nice night at the bar, and they go back to her lovely brownstone. Check out the hot tub in the living room. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just it's another good night. Another night, good night happening, and also because it's another quick fifty bucks. Because probably the week is running out. Is that a, is it, <laughs> hey, a classic film? Good night happening. Good night happening. Yeah, uh, but the night suddenly goes. I love the fact that Coral goes to the other end of the bar. Mm. Not many seats at the bar, but yeah. she finds a place. Yep, she orders a drink from Coglin. Yes, and, and Flanagan smiles. Flanagan does his weird eyebrow thing, yeah. and then does a stupid grin while she is fairly clearly blowing him off, and he is very slow on the uptake. Yeah, that's he's a like, fantastic. Oh, she's here. Oh, wonderful. Oh, <laughs> she's here, so very nice. far away from me. Yeah. Let me do my eyebrow thing and then smile. It's fantastic. Uh, but then she is going to uh, to Coglin, and this starts to raise a little bit of doubt inside Flanagan. And then something happens that I think adds even more doubt, which is that Coral and and Coglin start making out. Yeah, that one, that kind of, that does have an impact on Flanagan's mood. I mean, to put myself in, in Flanagan's shoes, I would say it's at least somewhat unnerving. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd say it seems to imply that she perhaps isn't uh, the the meaningful relationship with a millionaire's. Uh, heiress, millionaires, heiress, Mil- million, millionaires, unattached millionaires. Because mm-hmm. she's certainly attached. She's attached literally to Coglin's lips, briefly. <laughs> not permanently. <laughs> <laughs> no, they did not get them glued together. No. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was not uh, fad then. If it was a few years later, they would have. Back in the early '90s, all those lip piercings. Couples these days. That's when you're really going steady. Yeah. <laughs> you get your lips pierced together and you go IVs. Uh, you go IVs? Yeah, you put IVs in to feed yourself. Oh, when you need food. I thought you just speed in food through the side. No, not if you're getting really nice pierced. Oh, you just seal them up? Seal them up, seal baby. Seal them up. Seal them up. Drink through your nose. Exactly. Uh, so, uh, this is Earful of Cocktail. This is Casey Shoe Stanford. Welcome. Unless you're listening on the podcast, and then it's not. Yeah, we are. what podcast services are we on? We are, we are on Stitcher. I don't think we are. Okay. 
We're going to get on Stitcher. We're on the iTunes we're podcast on iTunes, store. The iTunes podcast network. Yeah. Google Play podcast network. Is that true? I don't know. I don't know. These things are... It's it's hard to tell. Because I think your claim was, if you're on iTunes, everyone else syncs from it. I think that's true. Well, Is that not, not true? true? For, not true for Stitcher. There's a public, Google Play Music podcast portal. Interesting. There's a there's a podcast portal. Hmm. It's, you have to sign in to get into the Play Music podcast portal. Sounds fun. It's creating my podcast account, preparing my podcast account. <laughs> Successfully Ooh. prepared your podcast account. Congrats. Oh, God, I'm getting turned to service. <laughs> Great. This is a great problem. Podcasters, enter the URL for your RSS feed. Okay, what is it? Earful of con- Convoy? Should I use the Convoy one or the cocktail one? Just use Earful of. Earful of, No, it's earfulofconvoy.com slash RSS. Uh, I think it's feed.xml. I found it. I found it. Slash feed.xml. Okay. Popping that in there. Popping Submit it. RSS feed. So it doesn't exist already? And not yet. Podcast RSS feed must include a podcast title, an author, and an email. Please update your RSS feed to continue. What? We have a title. I, we need title. I mean, iTunes author, iTunes email. Google Play demands iTunes author? Yes. Yeah, or, or Google Play author, Google Play email. Okay. Well, this is to do. Add a bug. To do. Add bug. Um, yeah. So we need to be... We need to add that. And I'm guessing it sends us an email to verify ownership because yeah. the se- step two is verify ownership. Wow. So we had no idea. Well, one thing I forgot to mention the first I scene. I can share this account, this podcast account. Wow. Let me share this with you. I've shared the podcast account with you in this weirdly Google Docs-like window. Weird. <laughs> a lot of weird things happening. So in the scene, in the scene, in the scene, a lot of violence happens. Did you see how they foretold it in the first sequence with the basketball? Um, well, they had them going... It's like tossing the basketball back and forth. When he missed the shot, what did you see in the background? The World Trade Center. The Twin Towers. Wow, they knew. They knew, and they knew this would be a symbol of violence. and wow. the, And they did it to create a mood. Uh, and a movie. They created a mood and a movie, an M&M. Fahrenheit 9-11. Uh, yeah, so, okay. So what were we talking about before we talked about this? We um, were talking about um, the... Uh, uh, drinks that they serve. Unattached millionaires. Unattached millionaires. Coglin is making out with her. Yes. So to be clear, yeah. Here is what happened, which is insane. Coglin goes up to Coral and says, "Hey, hey, my friend's girlfriend. Hello, yep. my friend's girlfriend. I heard all about what you. I heard that and you two Brian. fornicated. Yes. I heard you two fornicated, and she's like, I'm outraged. Yes." Let's have sex. Yes. <laughs> Which is well, what is happening here in the in the world of the film, the cocktail verse, the co- in the cocktail verse, which exists as a subset of the cube verse. Sure. Which exists as a subset of the Chuck verse. The Chuck. Everything's part of the Chuck verse. <laughs> Everything is part of the Chuck verse. <laughs> um, <laughs> from NBC's Chuck. Yeah. Fox's Chuck. ABC's Chuck? NBC. NBC's Chuck. But they're, it's part of all of those because they all, all, of, exist, because yes. they all exist in the Chuck All first. channels are part of the Chuck first. You can say Earth's Chuck. Earth's Chuck. <laughs> okay. From Earth's Chuck uh, comes the Chuck verse. From the Chuck verse comes the okay, let's get cube verse. From the cube verse comes the cocktail verse. a lot more analysis to get here. Okay. Within the, the world of the cocktail verse, yes. I, you have... This this um, uh, just violent reaction 
to anyone. <laughs> it's weird. It's it's a world in which people are sexually active, mm-hmm. but people very ashamed of it. Very ashamed of it. I mean, at least women are very ashamed of it. Which could you say in the world of this movie? Is the movie itself misogynistic? Does it have a double standard, or it is a reflect a misogyn you know misogyny in the world, but does not endorse it? I mean, it is kind of an eighties. There's an eighties thing, you know. It's reflecting an eighties mentality, I guess. Sure, but it's it it definitely it it definitely puts a high bar of importance, a high ball, a high bar of importance for. Uh, chastity for women, but not men. But is that merely reflective of the world it's in, or is it making a statement? Uh, well, if it was um, Gould, I think it would be making a statement. If it's the movie, I think it's not. <laughs> okay. I mean, he is telling a story. I mean, the thing is, but you never hear, like, he would go pop up on screen and say, here's what I think this means. We could ask him. Maybe there's an angle where Coral is the ultimate protagonist of this film. I mean, I think that's the interesting question about the CCOH uh, and how that reflects her behavior here. I mean, everyone in this movie has... Has a CCOH. Well, has has a COH. A COH. Only Carol has a CCOH. So Cogwin. Carol? Yeah, Coral. Carol was a person with a spoiler alert, which yes. is a typo for, for Coral. Uh, I mean, Coglin also has a CCOH. Yeah. Coglin's code of... Yeah. What was it again? Honor. Honor. Coglin's yes. code of honor. And, and Flanagan has a CCOH, mm-hmm. which is Cocktail Protagonist's Code of Honor. And they're all governed by the CCNRs. Which is the Chuckverse rules, <laughs> rules of conduct. Yes. Uh... Okay, so, yeah. Coral, I mean, that is, it happens off screen, because if they showed it on screen... It would be very bizarre. It would not make any sense. I mean, That conversation is not, it's totally unclear how that happens. Do you think it is a sign of, of weakness when things happen off screen, which are bizarre, and unfold on screen, and you just kind of buy it because it's happening too quickly, or do you think it's a sign of a structural weakness? Well, I think this movie succeeds by happening quickly. <laughs> Probably true. I mean, I think that is a sign of a good movie to analyze. The movie that's much too quick to do in anything more than watching it twenty times or more. It's very, very, very odd. Um, yeah, and a lot of things. I mean, it, it feels right. Things feel right. It feels right that I mean, what is happening here? They're Co- getting angry at each other because Coglin is jealous of Coral's relationship with Flanagan. What is Coglin is doing? Whatever he can to break that apart. You know, it ha- and then it happens. Yeah. So I, I, I mean, yeah, Flanagan is also guilty of hubris. He was just the golden boy, and he seduces his friend. Stay gold, Coglin. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, stay Gould. Stay Gould, Coglin boy. I mean, he wanted to basically seduce Coral and seduce Coglin and have them both under his little finger. Under the CCNRs. Exactly. He wanted to have them under his little finger and control them both, and he was succeeding. He was just playing everyone, and the world was his oyster. Yep. And he realized that because he was he was guilty of the sin of pride and hubris, it all came crashing down. Yes. He lost his friend. He lost his, his, his girlfriend. Terrible. Uh, and that's when his heartaches begin. Uh, so when he loses his friend, yeah. it it gets down to this like uh this this bottle broken bottle brawl. So okay, what escalates that? Let's talk about escalation here. Yes. Uh the escalation here is Coglin's Law. 
Yeah, so Coughlin states his his new law. Let's just okay. Which it's is it time for Coughlin's laws? I think it's a bit premature, but okay. Oops. Okay, that's a sign. Let's, <laughs> yeah, okay, let's, let's, not, let's wait. It's clearly not yet time for Coughlin's laws. The computer is smart. We have a smart <laughs> the machine. Computer knows what to do. So Flanagan is first distracted because he's distracted by Coral making out with Coughlin. He says, "Well, you have a screwdriver." What? He like he 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 is not cool. He is not charming. His charisma is, is temporarily gone, and he is he's unnerved. What? A screwdriver. Uh, and then Coral comes up. I take it back. You're not going to be famous. Too bad you couldn't keep your mouth shut about our sex life. It only gets better. Ouch. What only gets better? I I mean I would I guess she's saying that the sex with Coglin was better than with him. It only. That's what I interpreted to mean. I it think, only gets better. Are, do you think it's a, it's referring to it gets better? The anti-bullying campaign saying you might be bullied now, but it gets better. No, I don't think so. Because he's getting bullied by Coglin. He is. Yes. <laughs> it only is he saying that the sex life was good, but it's going to get better, and you blew it by. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, I mean, I think that's the most obvious. Was thing. like, hey, you were so premature in like thinking this was the best thing ever, yeah. and it's like you don't even know. I mean, the way people live their lives is they have amazing sex, mm. and they never talk about it, and then it gets better, and they continue never to talk about and it. And if only he'd end. gone that path, <laughs> it, it, this would be a very different film. Because, I mean, what everyone wants is to have a, a, a amazing sex life that they keep completely ashamed and, and keep in secret of. Yeah. I mean, it's it's. I think I misconjugated that, but that's the point uh, that the movie makes. It's conjugated? Weird. Yeah, I'm, yeah, exactly. Tell me about it. <laughs> yeah, very. It was a very conjugal. Uh, All right, next. Okay. In the escalation. Not not quite. Yet. Not quite yet, but we're close. And then wow, there's a twenty dollar tip on that bar. It might be a twenty dollar like tab. Then Flanagan goes up to Coglin and says, "You made a move on Coral." Coglin's response, and this is this is an important thing to keep in our hat. Yep. I haven't seen Coral in years. I haven't I, been to the beach. I had to get my money back. I had to get my money back. It's it's and all about business with everything Coglin. is fair if you bet on it. Yes, indeed. Uh, Boxing, except you, in the 90s. You knew how I felt about her. Uh, how could you feel anything for an assembly line hump that does the book on a first date? Ouch. This, yeah. yeah, it's like, ugh. I mean, yeah, there's a lot. It's, I mean, Coglin, he is, he's playing mind games, but I think he does have, I think he is just, I think he believes this too. Sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think. Well, I mean, he's wait, clearly, wait, talk- it, yeah, I mean, he's a, he, Coglin is a guy who, Remember whose the- main purpose in life is to try and, like, find a rich woman to, who he can, like, siphon money from. Well, remember so, the like, basic. So, like, maybe not, like, the most, yeah. you know, upstanding. A few, uh, a few scenes ago, do you remember when he was talking about. Well, if you think the waitresses hate you now, wait till you give them crabs. And he has this like glimmery look in his yeah. eyes. Yeah. yeah, he's not a he's not like a He does not like women. No. No, I don't <laughs> he he likes uh Flanagan. He likes Flanagan in a woman's body. That's <laughs> his that's his dream woman. <laughs> yeah. So uh uh how can you feel anything about her? I did you a favor, took her off your hands before she really twisted your mind. I'd like to dig more into this. Yeah. Uh, and he says, you... This is Coglin's morality. And then he calls His, him a the, name. The C- CC, this is the CCOH of Coglin. And then he drops a Coglin's Law. And here we go. Coglin's Law.
and that is Coggins Laws. What is the Coggins Law? I've got it here if you don't have it. Never tell tales about a woman. She'll hear you no matter how far away she is. Wow. And that oh, was Coggins per- Law. Perfect timing with the yeah, Kokomo so head. okay, so and then the Coglin's Law is what brings it over the edge. It's interesting. I mean, and I then guess he punched, it's, it's I mean, this he twisting co- of an earlier thing. It's like, oh, Coglin's Laws were like this thing we had going, and now he's using it against him. Well, and I mean, so, up until this but, point, he says Coral is bad. Coral is a slut. She's going to she's going to ruin your mind, Flanagan. But yeah. now he says, Flanagan, you screwed up. Yeah. And then Flanagan punches him. That's the first time he directly attacks Flanagan's conduct yeah. instead of attacking Coral, which is fair game because she's only a woman. Sure. I mean, that's Coglin's way. That is Coglin's. But that's in the Flanagan, when he, it says, like, you screwed up Flanagan. Then Flanagan punches. Which is, that sounds about right. Yep. Uh, and he says, can't take the truth. This is Coglin the ground. Uh, and, and Flanagan says, it was nothing but taking a cheap shot at me. Where I come from, you don't do that to your friends. Do you know how he responds to this? By breaking a bottle and holding it at him? Uh, no, before that he says, where you come from, they're still saluting the flag and making no venus. That's right. That was a weird line. I don't, un- what, what is, I don't understand what that is. What's? Saluting the flag. Uh, so, sure. So nations tend Doesn't to have. Everyone, everyone salutes, salutes the flag. Have you ever seen Coglin salute a flag? Well, he probably did in the military. Coglin. Oh, Coglin. Wait, 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 no. This is Coglin saying this to Flanagan. Yes. Yeah. He says, Flanagan says, he says, where says, you come from, says, Flanagan. Where, where I come from, my friends don't don't play mind games on me like this. Yes. And then Coglin says, where you come from, people, people are salute still saluting the flag, flag and making no venus. Making no venus? Yes, no venus. No, what's no venus? Well, actually, I'm, I'm mistakenly confused with Sestina at the beginning, which is a type of poem, which I thought, that's weird. Okay. Uh, but he is a barman poet. No venus, actually, it's a religious thing. It's where you uh, pray for nine days. So it's referring to the fact ah. it comes from a, a poor no Irish Catholic. A form of worship consisting of special prayers. It's a Roman Catholic thing. Yeah. Okay, but wait, but saluting the flag isn't a... Irish. Well, thing. he's saying the Uncle Pat world he comes from is are all these like dopes super, who just like, yeah, okay. like, I love my country, I love yeah. my church, I'm going to wake up, and that's my Uncle Pat impression. Yeah. It's pretty good. That's good. It. Yeah, 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 that's good, Uncle Pat. Uh, and, and he's saying, look at those dopes, those small time dopes, they get pushed around by the world because they worship other things. Sure. In the world of Coglin, you only worship yourself. You worship yourself and your ego. Because you're smart. You're smart. You have to get to the top. You push others away. You find things. You find opportunities. You are unsentimental, mm-hmm. and you just fly to the top. You don't even care about your friends. That's a that's a bourgeois concern. Sure. Bourgeois meaning anti-Coglin. Is there a better word for this? Uh, I'm gonna say bourgeois. I think I think yeah, uh, anti-Coglin. Yeah, anti-Coglin. AC. AC. Yes, and if you're with Coglin, it's DC. It's SC. SC. Scott okay. Calvin. <laughs> Scott Calvin. Uh, yeah, and then, so then after he insults him, he puts up the broken bottle and says, no brawling in here that goes for the help as well. Uh, and it's interesting, so it goes for the help as well, and Tom Cruise's clever retort to that is, I don't work here anymore. <laughs> Which is funny, because what Coggan was saying was that it's both for patrons and the help. Yeah. And Coggan's, uh, and uh, Flanagan says, I'm not the help. And so he falls into the other category, and it also is prohibited for them to brawl. Well, I think, he, so. I, I don't think he was saying... Well, you can't stop me from brawling. He's he says I concede, no brawling. Sure, but I'm leaving. But I quit. Yeah, which yeah. is which is I mean I think less about the uh, what it means for cell block and more about their friendship. Let's be honest. I, I read between the lines there. Sure, I think it's really about the fact we're not friends anymore. Yeah, of course. Uh, so the okay. cell block was a place of friendship. 
So here is the thing I think is worth getting into. Uh, Douglas Coughlin is, he has this entire philosophy and this idea of basically reaching, reaching an, like an ideal state of Coughlin. Mm. He is something of a cult leader in this sense. Sure. I mean, two lines he, he says. Laws. He has laws. Two signs he says on here is, you know, she's going to twist your mind. She's twisting your mind. She's mm-hmm. twisted your mind, and she's going to do a number on you, mate. Mm-hmm. It's all about the fact that this woman is basically taking you apart and warping you from the ideal path of Coglin. Mm-hmm. It's very weird. And then Coglin also, when there is anything going wrong, Coglin feels that he can create power, intervene, and do whatever it takes to basically make his laws true. Never tell tales about a woman. She'll hear you no matter what it is. How does he enforce Coughlin's laws? By he, making it happen. He himself. is the judge, the jury, and the executioner. Yep. If Execu- you do, executioner. Executioner. It's like schedule. <laughs> the Escher Schuchiner. <laughs> MC Escher. Uh, the Escher Schuchiner. But yeah, I mean, the thing is, normally, in a real world, with normal mm. people, you can tell, you talk about people, it's not good to gossip, but like, is it really bad to just share in, like information about you know, your girlfriend? But in Coughlin's world, it is, and if you screw it up, I'm going to make your life hell to prove to you... Directly. My arbitrary law is actually correct. Yep. And, yeah, I mean, you could say no brawling is something of a law. Sure, at least in the cell block, yeah. I mean, he enforces his world with violence. Sure. I mean, what would you say, in my mind, uh, in my mind, he's a cult leader. In your mind, is he a cult leader? Uh, he's a he's a um, what what is how does he describe himself? It's like a philosopher, uh, he the is prospered a lo- in the logical second half. negativist, logical negativist who prospered in the second half of Douglas the- Coughlin, logical negativist, flourished in the last part of the 20th century, propounded a set of laws the world generally ignored to its detriment. Yep, that's what I think Coughlin is. Yes, but I think he is not only basically someone who has the life of the mind. He also basically has this weird compulsion to create a small world where his laws live, a cognitopia, if you will, uh, and make it make it true. And he says, you come into my world, uh, much like Tom Cruise and the world of Scientology, I'm going to make sure you stay in it. And he says, if you leave, you'll do it at the peril of your own mind. You, sure. You are going into a world on your own without laws. You don't know how to function. Without it, laws? Without laws. Mm. Without Coughlin's laws. Watch out for those outlaws. Outlaws. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, and, and, and Flanagan says, I'm taking my chances. I'm going to Jamaica in, in a world where my soul is in peril. I'm without the protection of Coughlin's cult. And mm. I think that's basically, uh, I think that's, a, you know, on a, on a deeper level, what Coughlin's trying to basically put him up to here. Okay. I mean, do you think do you think basically when you sign into the world of Coglin, there's a weird sort of code of celibacy they have here? Well, yeah, you're you're devoted to the Coglin. Yes. Yes. Nothing else matters. Nothing can get in the way. Yeah. Which you spend yes. bro time. Yeah. And bro time is bro time. Bro, bro time, time is all the time. Yes. You don't let girls into the boys' club. Nope. And you certainly don't break a law like talk about your sex life for the Coglin. Mm-hmm. Maybe if you did this in secret, it would be fine. But the fact that Coglin feels like he has a life outside of the life of Coughlin. You know? Yep. So, uh, that's... Uh, okay, anything I more do like, while they are fighting, uh, someone in the crowd shouts, Cool out, guys! <laughs> I wrote that down. I mean, when they basically break the bottle, the guy who's doing the sound takes everything down. Yeah. <laughs> he says, okay, it's very important. This, 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 There's no music here. Yeah. I mean, the music was obviously making things worse. Listen yeah. to this. I mean, my blood is boiling. Yeah, that's... Worse. You just want to fight to this music. <laughs> 
So if someone's fighting, so, you want to yeah. make sure that anyone who could intervene, like the cool-up guys, is going to cool-out guys, is going to be hurt. Because he almost saved He almost saved the day. He almost did. He, he told did. him to cool out. I mean, yeah, they cooled out after he, he said that. Out. Yeah. Relatively. Um, yep. So then, yeah, then that's after we hear cool-out guys, then we, we transition to Kokomo. He walks out in the alleyway, which is also the way that the uh, cell block was introduced. I thought it was a nice bookend. Mm, yeah, that is cool. Yeah. We're uh, at the end of the cell block saga. I, I believe, I mean, I would guess it's filmed in Toronto. The CBS. Uh, and a wonderful lap dissolve. Lap dissolve? Lap dissolve. Lap dissolve. Lap dissolve. Lap, lap dissolve. Lap dissolve. Lap dissolve. Lap dissolve. Uh, let's see. Webster's defines lap dissolve as a fade out of a scene in a movie that overlaps with the fade of a new scene, so that one appears to dissolve into the other. Oh. What do we get? We get the skyline of the ocean? Is that the is that the dissolve? It's the alleyway that dissolves into, into the, ocean. the helicopter shot over the ocean, zooming in over the sounds of Kokomo. Well, yeah. yeah. I was mostly listening. I wasn't most I wasn't watching. Actually, I just now realized lap dissolve means overlap dissolve. Sure. I mean, I thought it was something special. Hmm. But Where I come from, you don't do that to your friends. Where you come from, they're still saluting the flag and making no penis. No brawling in here. And that goes for the help as well. I don't work here anymore. You want to cut me? Come on! Cool out, guys. <laughs> You'll thank me for this one day. <laughs> cool out, guys. The f- I will. He's saying, you know, I am fine dying. Hey! Hey! Lap dissolve. A lot of smoke. Wow, it even it kicks in before it even... Wow. And yeah, it's the ocean. The alleyway turns into the ocean. Wow. Okay, you were, you were right about that. The ocean is an island's alleyway. Um... Is it? Yeah. That's how you get around uh, the back way. Oh, yeah. I guess that's true. Okay. So we see we see a resort with a pool on the ocean. Looks very nice. We see some yellow umbrellas. We see a sea. We the see a sea. sea. We see the sea. See people out on the sea. And then we follow this gentleman. Yeah. Who very cool is guy. a great introduction to Jamaica. I own a shirt like that. The man in the loose yellow shirt. With the nice balding shirt. head, linen shirt, who looks at every woman he passes by. <laughs> buddy, hey, buddy. Oh, just not buddy, pal. The brochure promised me a drink on the house, pal. I'll take one of those orange things. Excuse me, uh, my friend just passed out on the beach over there. Do you have a phone anywhere? No, no. Excuse me. Excuse me. Tom Cruise leaping over the bar. Is that how he starts and ends his day every day? Yep. Okay. She was uh, drinking champagne in the sun. Champagne. Classic. Perfume going in, sewage coming out. Is she going to be all right? <laughs> yeah, she's going to be okay. Uh, could somebody go down to the condo office and have them call an ambulance? Yes. Yeah, Tom Cruise, expert medical assistant. Okay, lot to, lot to break down here. So much I'd to say break down here. The first breakdown is they went to Jamaica. Yep. Incredibly white scene, except for every weight... Every staffer there, except Tom Cruise, is black. Mm-hmm. I just want, just want to point that out. It's kind of weird. Well, because everyone else is tourists. Yes, but it's just it's it's a it's it's uncomfortable, isn't it? A little bit. <laughs> okay, I'm just saying it is. It, it's a very white tourist crowd. Yes. Yeah. Just saying. 
I mean, do you think that if they're there, do you think it's a net plus or negative that they have a white bartender, bartender? instead of a Jamaican bartender? I mean, for, for the local island economy, probably a negative. For Brian Flanagan's career, strong positive. I mean, I continue to say I am skeptical that it really is a good career move for Flanagan to make more money in Jamaica. I think he's going to make more money in New York. Well, he's the only uh, white bartender in Jamaica. <laughs> I mean, I think the money is going to be better in New York, and I think because there's a lot of probably skilled bartenders who don't have the means to go to New York are probably going to bring the, the wage down. Well, they might not have the means to go to Jamaica. But, I mean, people in Jamaica. So. Yeah. I'm just saying you look well, at... Well, maybe the local bartending talent in Jamaica is not you know is not up to snuff, and so he, he rolls into Jamaica... And and brings New York style bartending. Why to, why pray tell is the is, is is there not a good bartender in Jamaica? Well, he's coming from New York. New York is bartending capital of the world. Where I where I'm from, I've always heard Jamaicans are the best bartenders in the world. <laughs> That's the case. Yeah, I I mean he do, he is of a world where flair technology is more advanced. Yes, yes. He's bringing his show from New York to Jamaica. Sure, the greatest show on turf. Yes, this is you know this is like this is like um, what is it? <laughs> the thing with the billboards on one hundred and one. Uh, three billboards. Shen, Shen Yun, something like that. Oh, <laughs> sure. Yeah, uh, coming to America. Okay, so here is I guess the thing about this is uh, he's making poor quality drinks. But he throws around bottles. I think someone in Jamaica is going to be able to learn flair bartending. I don't. Th- Ooh, you I, think he's going to teach him? I think that I think in the real world, his wages will be significantly decreased being in Jamaica. But he wants sure, to go from Congress. Because, yeah, we, yeah, yes, because jobs probably pay less in yes. Jamaica than they do in Manhattan because sure. you need less to live in Jamaica than you do in Manhattan. Sure, and actually in the eighties, there's still a lot of cheap options. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, in other words, I think that he, I think the original plan to work in Jamaica was dumb, but I think he's going there mostly to get away from Coglin. I don't think the original plan was good. I don't think this validates the original plan. That's that's my theory. It's working out so far. I mean, he's, he's working. He's saving lives. Okay, Brochure Man. Brochure Man. So, Brochure Man, <sighs> Brochure Man wanders through the resort and up to the bar. Yeah. His first concern is that the brochure... Yes. For I guess for his vacation package. Yes. Said that he would get a free drink. <laughs> Which I mean it's it's <laughs> do you think if you were in brochure man's shoes, let's yeah. say that you booked a, a you booked a trip at a resort. Yep. All and, all inclusive except for most of the drinks. But you get one drink. You get one drink for free. Mm-hmm. Do you think you'd go to the bar to get this worked out? I mean, I think that's where you'd start, yeah. I mean I would say how would the bar know that you have not used your drink already? <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, I think, and also, how do you know he's not just, you walk through the lobby, goes back to the bar. I think you go to the front desk and you get a, a drink, drink cu- ticket. A yeah. drink ticket. Yeah, of course, yes. But this man is not doing that. <laughs> sure. And he says, hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. This is not well hey, received. buddy. This is not well received by uh, Flanagan. No. Buddy, hey, buddy. Flanagan says, the name is not Buddy. Buddy. Hey, Buddy. The name is not Buddy. Pal, 
The brochure promised me a drink on the house, pal. I'll take one of those orange things. Okay, so what does he say after the name is not Buddy? Pal. The closed captioning says... It's pal? It's pal. He just says pal. He just says pal. The name's not Buddy Pal. And then it's funny because the guy then starts calling him pal, yes. which he not... He, Flanagan did not say his name is pal, but the guy switches what he's calling him. Sure. It's a funny gag that apparently is completely lost in the closed captions. <laughs> the, the, main, the main drag of being, of, of being deaf is losing that great joke. I mean, it would be really weird if Brian Flanagan had the strong urge <laughs> to be called pal instead of buddy. Not buddy, yes. <laughs> I just think that's funny. Yeah, it's very funny. And then the guy just wants a drink, apparently. He doesn't really care what it is, and he, he'll take one of the orange things, So, um, which look very orange. We haven't done a whole lot of, like, you know, basically anything about visual, really the film content. We're breaking apart themes, but because this film, let's be honest is usually pretty workmanlike as far as the film and the, the film cinematography. Well, yeah. you mentioned that that cut, the 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 well, leap the I mean, leap motion. The lap is all the lap into all. a into a helicopter shot. That was an expensive shot to do relatively. And they sure, take you had a to helicopter film an alley and then you had to film an island. But you have a helicopter going over the water. It could have been stock in. photo stock video of an island. No, it's his bar. You see his bar at the end. Well, maybe it's just an island with a bar on it. Yeah, I mean, I think it's sure. It's, so they got a helicopter. They rented a helicopter. I really love the shot of this brick wall behind the basketball. It's nice. It's a nice. I want to go there. Um, and they found a basketball hoop that has a view of the of the World Trade Center, which is pretty impressive too. So Chambers Street and West Street. Chambers. Yeah. Interesting. Not confused the Palo Alto Chambers. Not confused Palo Alto City Council Chambers. Okay. Um, so then, so then we move into our final final thing. He orders the orange thing. He orders the orange thing, exactly. And then the movie's over. Well, and the movie transitions to Brochure Man becoming the protagonist. Brochure Man. You know, with this movie, I would not be surprised at all <laughs> if it just switched protagonist partway through. It doesn't, but let's, let's you know. It would be great, wouldn't yes, it? Yes, let's just keep, let's, let's keep an eye out because it yeah. could at any moment. So, yeah, and then, so. so okay, let, okay, just offline. Yes. If it was Brochure Man versus the movie. Quick, well, quick offline convo. What would the what would the storyline be of Brochure Man? What's his arc? I mean, I think Brochure Man went to Jamaica. He wanted a drink. he wanted a free drink, and instead, and when he learns is yes, it's it is it's not about getting a free drink. It's about it's, making your own drinks. Oh, very nice. Bartenders get unlimited free drinks, <laughs> so he starts bar he starts to learn how to bartend. He's yeah, apprentice to Tom Cruise. Yeah, yeah, learns a- learns his craft. That'd be pretty great. Be pretty great. I mean, it seems like he's. I'm guessing he's one of those overworked businessmen types who doesn't have the time to just sit back and relax in life. He does it on his schedule, and yep. I think he needs to learn uh, the real meaning of Christmas. There's a place called Kokomo for that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Tom Cruise. So emergency. <laughs> Good. The emergency. Yes. Yes. Paging Dr. B. He says, do you have a phone? Doc, 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 and doc, Tom, Cruise says, Tom Cruise says, no, no. And then he leaps over the bar. Leaps over the bar and says, no matter what's happening. I'm, I'm going to take it into my own hands. I'm, I know the cure. Uh, yep. And the cure? And the cure is going over to a young woman who's laying down in the sand uh, and is passed out. Is she just really drunk or did she just drink a normal amount of champagne in the sun 
and just belly flopped. What, what, this what? Is, I think this is like it's one of these like um, uh, one of these like alcohol myths, right? <laughs> which <laughs> which is like that you know that like drinking champagne in the sun is bad or something. Sure. Let me see. Let me let, let's just let's do a search for um, is it is it can I die from drinking champ is it bad to drink champagne in the sun the effects of alcohol and sun from livestrong.com let's let's see what lance armstrong has to say about this says please don't do that please drink steroids in the sun and stuff the effects of alcohol and sun in his eight tour de france victories lance armstrong wow (laughs) don't they mean zero don't they mean zero (laughs) this website's out of date um, <laughs> well, let's contact the webmaster. Yes. Uh, lounging in the hot sun with a cool alcoholic drink might seem relaxing, but it can be dangerous if you don't pay attention to what your body is telling you. If you drink alcohol outdoors on a hot day, on a hot day, avoid the sunlight and drink extra water frequently. Avoid getting intoxicated or you risk failing to realize that you're experiencing dangerous symptoms of dehydration or heat stroke. So those are things that she hmm. could be experiencing. Dehydration. On a hot, sunny day, you are at risk of dehydration. Get 18 high-protein breakfast recipes when you sign up for the Livestrong.com newsletter. Okay, answer to all our questions. Ah, okay, staff at earful of <laughs> cocktail, cocktail, cocktail.com. Gender. Why are they asking me my gender they need to, to get they need 18 high-protein breakfast recipes? I mean, that does make sense. Uh, Men and women have different Different protein. protein needs. Okay, is, is staff at earful of cocktail male or female? Uh, I think it's it's uh, gender fluid. They don't. They, it's there's two options. You know, I'm not going to fill in the gender field, and we'll see what happens. Please select your gender. Okay, they're not going to give us free recipes unless we select a gender. I'm going to x out of that. Okay, good. Okay, um, Taking uh, a stand. but alcohol not only fails to replenish your water stores, it dehydrates you further because it causes you to urinate and perspire more than normal. Wonderful. Okay, so other problems. If you become inebriated, you might not notice the effects of the sun causing you to experience severe sunburn. Or sunstroke. Hmm. I mean, do you think... You... <laughs> Wearing sunscreen... Okay, hold on. Let me quiz you. What are what are the four things you think you could wear that would protect you against severe sunburn? Sunscreen. Sunscreen, yep. I would say uh, c- clothes that provide shade, including a hat. Specifically what type of clothes? I would say a hat. That... We're, let's focus on the clothes first. Okay, I'd say uh, a sleeved shirt. It's actually very different from what you might think. Uh, tank top. Lightweight clothes. <laughs> well, I mean, I think it's a way of saying you, you don't want to be you don't want to be hot. You don't want to like have a, like a heavy raincoat yeah. and like and and just sweat a bunch. Sweat a bunch. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And then you were onto something a moment ago. A bucket hat. A large floppy hat. Good. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. And. And finally, an umbrella. Other items. Can <laughs> <laughs> I get credit? Uh, but the most effective approach is... What do you think the most effective approach is? Stay indoors. Close. Uh, only go out at night. <laughs> Close. Uh, go to a planet with a stronger atmosphere that blocks UV. <laughs> Just to avoid drinking alcohol in the hot sun. That's not going to work. Yep. So there you go. Um, that's good. Ooh, 
Lose weight, feel great. Change your life with MyPlate by Livestrong.com. This one is asking for our goal. We do not endorse our gender, our age, our weight, and our height. Great. I think this wants to uniquely identify us. Also, the goal drop-down does not. Brought to you by Cam- Cambridge Analytica. Does not, it does not work. Uh, it's a non-functioning drop-down. Very good. <laughs> okay, so let's talk, All right. let's talk about beach. Uh, what's going on in this beach situation. Flanagan, he, he, he makes a statement. He makes, a, I'd say, his own version of a, of a Flanagan's law. Yes. Champagne. Champagne. Perfume going, going in, sewage coming out. What is a better thing to drink than perfume? One of the, the most healthiest, best... Yep. Beautiful, good-tasting things. And what is a better thing to expel than, s- than sewage? I mean, I think by definition, if you expel it, it's sewage. Yes. I mean, pretty much anything is going to be sewage going out. <laughs> I don't I don't think champagne is particularly, like, problematic in that respect. I guess because of the carbonation? I mean, it's also weird, too. Is he saying that that only is true if you vomit? Or is he saying no matter how it leaves your body as a waste product, it's going to be sewage? Cause it's, which is... Trivially true. I think he's saying, like, champagne, it's so easy to drink. Yes. You're having such a nice time drinking it. But you're going to need a toilet in some fashion, yep. either to vomit or expel it as urine yep. later. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Lots of ways to get rid of champagne. <laughs> exactly. Some people have it surgically extracted from their stomachs. I mean, you could just say that about any food item. It could be the name of your restaurant. Perfume going in, sewage coming <laughs> Exactly. Uh, look your at that restaurant bar. is called Future Sewage? Future Sewage. Future, that's a good name for a restaurant. Pretty good. Future. Wait, what's it? What do you think is at futuresewage.com? <laughs> futuresewage.com. Nope, nothing. Uh, that's nothing. Futuresewage.com is a is a good domain. I mean, I'm gonna see lower. Wow, we could register futuresewage.com. Oh, or futuresewage.online. I mean, just to be very clear, future sewage on Twitter is not even taken. That seems worth getting. Yes, <laughs> it is. At Future Sewage. Wait, is is at uh, is at um, Shoebids taken on Twitter? <laughs> no. What? Wow, there's so many Twitter accounts we could be getting here. Well, I can create more aliases for Casey Shoe accounts. Yeah, I think we could use a few. <laughs> Let's do that for the show. People can claim in the meantime if you're listening. Go for it. If you want to register at Future Sewage or at Shoevids, early please. bird, early bird gets, gets these the... Future Sewage. <laughs> yes. Uh, okay. So so he's he so so Doctor Doctor Flanagan. <laughs> yes. Doctor Flanagan is on the scene. She is laying. He down... diagnoses her immediately. <laughs> yes. In that she's she, she is. Well, he makes two. He makes a helpful piece of actual advice, which is call, get a phone in the condo office, yes, and call an ambulance. Yes, which is it's interesting. They came to him looking for a phone, and what he does is he rushes to the scene and then asks them to go find a phone. But he does tell them where the phone is, so I, I guess think, that's something. Sure, I think that's fair. Yeah. I think I think you could say they should have looked for a better place than the bar yes. for help. But I mean, if he did have a phone at the bar, would have saved. At least a minute. Sure. Yeah, maybe yeah. he should consider that for next time. So was she, like, just doing well and, like, just conked out? Or do you think it's she was, like, laying there and then eventually realized, oh, she's not waking up. She's not waking up. Must have been, yeah. You don't think she was just, like, doing jumping jacks and just fell over? <laughs> no. I don't think she just keeled over. <laughs> okay. I mean, you don't know how much champagne she had. You never know. Yeah. Um, okay, do we talk Kokomo? We do talk Kokomo. So, 
Kokomo the Song was invented for the movie Cocktail. <laughs> it was discovered in 1986. Discovered in 1986 by Polish explorers. It was written originally by John Phillips and Scott McKenzie. Mm. John Phillips and the Mamas and the Papas, Scott McKenzie, you may know uh, better as the uh, person who did the song in the 1960s. If you're going to San Francisco, wear flowers in your hair. You know that song? Uh, is that the anti-hippie one or is that a different one? It's, I'd say it's at least neutral on hippies. Uh, if um, you're going to San Francisco, <laughs> be sure to wear flowers in your hair. Don't got no. If you're going to San Francisco, we, Isn't that good. We don't got no in Muscogee. Okie from Muskogee. Okie from Muskogee. Okie from Muskogee. Yeah, yes. Uh, Don't got no flowers in Very different song. Muskogee. Very different. That's a Merle Haggard song. Merle Haggard. Similar theme, though. Friend of the show. Similar theme. Uh, No, I think... Okay, so... Okay. If you're going to San Francisco lyrics... If you're going to San Francisco... I think it's very... It's saying, if you're going to San Francisco... Put flowers in your hair. Prepare yourself. Last, when was the last time you went to San Francisco? Um, uh, ooh, that's a good question. Maybe... I mean, definitely within the last couple of weeks. Did you put flowers in your hair? Oh, that's another good question. I don't think I did. In If you're going to San Francisco, be sure to wear flowers in your hair. Yeah. If you're going to San Francisco, you're going to meet some gentle people there. Did you? Okay. Did you meet any gentle people? Actually, the people at the passport agency were quite nice. Were they gentle? Yeah, yeah, fairly. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for for those who come to San Francisco, summertime will be a love in there. It was not summertime, so I can't really say one well, way or the what other. What about last summertime? Was it a love in there? Uh, I don't know if I was in the city in last summertime. Okay. In the streets of San Francisco, gentle people with flowers in there. Mm, yeah. A lot of people. All across the nation, such a strange vibration, people in motion. There's a whole generation with new explanation, people in motion, people in motion. Pretty anti-hippie song, if you ask me. I think... I. They're saying they're gentle. Saying all this motion, motion, all this this new generation. Who knows they're about them? Not inanimate. Them. For those yeah. who come to San Francisco, I'd take me to, to yeah, Muskogee if you ask me. <laughs> I think it's pro. Okay, so so John Phillips, Mamas and the Papas, Scott McKenzie, they write an original version. This is worth pulling up and sure. playing in the background. Original version of uh, what? Kokomo, Kokomo. Look up Kokomo. Kokomo. John Phillips. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, very sad. You know, sometimes when you type a random YouTube link in, it doesn't work. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, That's how I find the best YouTube is Kokomo putting in... Beach Boy official music video. No, John Phillips. Kokomo Muppets. John Phillips. Kokomo song. John Phillips. Kokomo lyrics. Type in John Phillips. Kokomo time. karaoke. We're running out of time, honestly. Kokomo, we're running out of time. Okay, here we go. Kokomo. We're running out of t- Okay, sorry. Kokomo. John. Phil- Phillips? <laughs> With a PH, good call. <laughs> Phillips Souza. Hey, second one there. <laughs> okay. Click on the second one there. The name is not Buddy. This video's. If you write anything. Ah, nope. 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 <laughs> okay, now you can skip. And skip in two seconds. Uh, my friend just passed out on the beach over there. Do you have a phone anywhere? No. no. Excuse me. Well, now you take it up. It's up. Oh no! It's hold on. <laughs> great, great work. That's how you play Kokomo. Isn't this weird? I mean, it doesn't sound like Kokomo. What well, is Kokomo? So by definition, it sounds like Kokomo. It sounds like a Kokomo. Uh, 
from the album Many Mamas, Many Papas. Wow, it's the same lyrics. There's a place called oh, similar melody. Yeah, chorus completely different. That's where we used to go Is it full of expletives? Yes. <laughs> should, I, should I take it down? Yeah. Keep Just a simple okay. place. So this was from 1986, <laughs> not a Fisher release for a while. When the Beach Boys were commissioned to produce a theme song for Cocktail, producer Terry Melcher contacted his old friend Phillips and asked for any songs that are suitable. And then Phillips sent him Kokomo. Um, wow. Yeah, so then then he basically brought in the best, the best Beach Boy, Mike Love, mm-hmm. and says, punch up the song a bit. Yeah. And Mike Love took the song and then added uh, a, a new chorus, a new thing where they chant island names. Nice. I love it. And brought together a wrecking crew. So they brought back... So, okay. The final recorded background vocals uh, are Carl Wilson, Mike Love, Bruce Johnson, Al Jardine. So, uh, That's pretty much, Jardine. Pretty much... The, uh, pretty much... This, I, I will say... This is not... No, this song needed some punching up. <laughs> it's pleasant. It isn't. It doesn't have the weird unpleasantness of of Kokomo. I mean, it's. I don't think it's pleasant in other ways necessarily. So, I mean, it's. Mike Love made it better, and Tom Cruise made it even more better. Thanks, Fred Derry. Good comment. So, so they brought, right. they brought well, the Beach Kobe. Boys. You know who yeah. else worked on it? So, all the Beach Boys except for Brian Wilson. Yes. Uh, the only dead weight Beach Boy. Uh, Jim Keltner played drums. Famous session man. You might know him as the drumming... Wait, wait, wait. Kokomo was recorded by all the Beach Boys except Brian Wilson? Yes. <laughs> I, I mean, basically, Mike Love owns the intellectual property for the Beach Boys, so uh-huh. he's like the businessman of the Beach Boys, uh-huh. and he's like the most hated man in music. Uh, it's Brian Wilson's. I mean, uh, Mike Love is fantastic. Uh, Jim Keltner played drums. Famous session man. You might know him as the drumming Wilberry. Oh uh, yes, of course. Yes. Uh, Ry Cooter played electric slide guitar. Uh, Van Dyke Parks, one of the famous uh, you know, producers. Uh, of the 60s, a musician uh, played the accordion, and uh, yeah, it was just just a uh, just a ton of of, of different uh, people putting Kokomo together. Like a literal ton. A literal ton. I mean, I would say probably if they weigh on average 160 pounds. Uh, I mean, Mike loves a smaller smaller man. Uh, yeah, I think it's quite fair to say. Good. Wishler um, uh, per- says is a percussionist band of Chili who played percussion on the intro of the song. I could go for some chili. Well, you're going to hear some in a second. So, okay. Um, interesting. Uh, that was a that was mine is uh, desynced by just enough that when Tom Cruise whistled, it was happening when he was yelling "Hey" instead on my screen. Yeah. So it was him opening his mouth to yell "Hey" and a whistle came out instead, which, as I learned uh, last week, is actually very similar to what baby cheetahs do. <laughs> very good. I mean, the Kokomo song. I'd say. It's a soft, rich. It's, it's very also rich. very unpleasant. Very it's, rich, it's, just like my love. <laughs> that's true. Uh, I, mean, I find the chorus of this song very unpleasant. 
just mm. chanting. It's, it's it's a bit shrill. Just the high pitch stuff is not it's not pleasant. Yeah, it, it, it grates on me. Uh, but you have to appreciate, I think, just the pure number of session people playing instrumentation. Yeah, it's very impressive. Yeah. Uh, okay. Anything but, else we need to cut up, uh, cut apart before we do drink the hey, app buddy. and flare? No, the app. we need to we need to move. Okay, drink. We the need app. to do stop, drink of now, the, the app. This is drink of the app, where we invent a drink based on this app. Yes, we do. Uh, okay, so I would say there is only one name for this drink. Uh, drink of the brochure. Drink, drink from the brochure. <laughs> brochure promise. Free, free brochure. The brochure promise. Um, I was thinking Kokomo, but I would say is that already a drink? You think? I'd say so. Co- Kokomo drink. Kokomo drink. Kokomo recipe. Oh, there are many drinks called Kokomo. Okay. What about Kokomo Can't. brochure? Kokomo brochure. Uh, That's pe- not bad. That's not bad. People with notes, uh, you're calling in. If you are, don't call in. Uh, text us the same number. We'll see your stuff. Uh, they're not texting now. No, nope. text in. Let yeah. us know. Text in, text out. We, we, we're almost done. Okay, what's um, this? We're at Kokomo Brochure. Kokomo Brochure. That's a that's a pretty good drink name. One thing I like about Brochure yeah. is it's it's both refers to the Brochure experience in Jamaica, but also has bro in it. I do like having bro in the name, yeah. Yeah. Mm. We could spell it Brochure, like S-U-R-E, because sure. Coughlin is very sure of his philosophy. Sure. Sure. Um, okay, so I mean, but we got to talk about we got to talk ingredients here. Okay, well, our- it's 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 tropical, certainly. Just look. look I at, think ideally look, look it's it written out. wait, wait. Actually, you know what we should do? You, do that's, you like that? Yes, B R O dash S U R E. Yes, I love the? it. Is it the Kokomo brochure? I think it's just Kokomo brochure with a C H U R E. But okay. I, I mean, we'll we'll figure that out. Okay. Here's the deal. I think we try and recreate that orange drink. <laughs> I was exactly thinking <laughs> the same thing. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Okay. You're, wel- you're welcome. <laughs> the, you're welcome. That orange thing. Uh, that orange drink. So the orange drink, we got it's got to be neon note, orange. This is the only place in the movie they refer to orange. Hmm. I think that's meaningful. Sure, very meaningful. Uh, this is actually. I'm looking to see all the Roy G. Biv colors. This song sounds very familiar. Uh, you know the Simpsons episode where he goes to the land of chocolate? Yeah. That's this is song. Wow, interesting. Yeah. Huh. Um. So, uh, okay, we've got um. I, I mean, th- ways we can make it orange, right? Um, there, I mean, we could put orange flavor in it certainly by we, adding we some like some cilantro, some you know. Oh yeah, fresh squeezed orange. Yeah. Uh, well, okay. Let's start with a with a whole fresh squeezed orange. Yes. Okay. One whole fresh squeezed orange. Is that enough? That's not that much juice, really. No, it's. I mean, you don't want you don't want it to be overloaded with orange juice. Yeah. What about pulp? Pulp, yay. Pulp, no. I mean, you're just going to squeeze the orange into the drink. Who? I mean, if pulp goes with it, it goes with it. So you're, you could finally filter it. No, 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 no. I mean, that's how Hemingway you're right. Was, and that drink was pretty filtered. That drink yeah. looked very clear. Okay, yes. fine. Fine. Filtered. Well, that's a final no pulp. thing. You finally filter it. Finally filter. FF. FF. Fine filter. Okay. So what, 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 is, what is the base here? Base is... What's a, a rum? Yeah, I mean... Rum. I mean, I think it has to be rum. Yeah, in Kokomo, it better be. Yeah. So, and we need some cream too, not heavy cream, but just something creamy. Okay, what maybe. kind of what kind of rum? What what flavor? What flavor? Um, I mean? Jamaican rum. I would say white rum. 
White Jamaican rum. We don't want to make it not orange. That's the problem. White Jamaican, white Jamaican rum. White Jamaican rum, which we know it exists. <laughs> yeah, you can get uh, White Myers. Yep. So we're going to say... Get white Jamaican rum. Uh, recommended Myers. Oh, we, we don't want to endorse any specific Well, brand. it has a different profile. Well, if it's Jamaican rum, it it's better be... It's a Myers-style sure, White Jamaican rum. Myers-style. There are heavier Jamaican rums and lighter Jamaican rums. Yeah. Let's be honest. Uh, how many ounces? Two ounces? Two ounces, yeah, because we're going to... That'll be our main alcohol here. Sure. Two ounces of that. One whole orange. Sure. Um, what, else, what can make it the more orangey? Uh, orangina. Orangina. Half an ounce of orangina? An ounce of orangina? Half an ounce of orangina. I think it should be a tall drink, and I think it should be four Ooh. ounces orangina. Okay, I'm on how board. Much, how much is the bottle of orangina? Um... um how much is it? Oh, like how big is it? Yeah. Uh, m- more than four ounces, for sure. 16 ounces. Yeah, so not a bottle of Orangina. What, okay, how about six three, ounces? Three ounces Orangina. Four ounces. Three ounces Orangina. Three and a half. Four ounces Orangina. Good, okay. Okay, four ounces Orangina. Okay, what about Contra? I mean, <laughs> it's going to be so orangey. <laughs> yeah, I want that orange thing. <laughs> and you just take every orange liqueur in the bar and dump it in a glass. Yeah. Uh, Quant- Quantro or um, Grand Marnier or Qu- Triple is, Sec. How about uh, uh, one of each? Half an ounce of each. <laughs> half an ounce. Quantro. Quantro. Half, half an, an ounce. Grand Marnier. Grand Marnier. Half an ounce. Triple Sec. Triple Sec. I mean, I don't want to well, buy any Triple Sec. Quantro so. is just good yeah, Triple Sec. I know, I know. So okay, let's, half let's, an ounce Triple Sec, half an ounce Grand Marnier. Well, Qu- uh, Quantro. You Sorry. S- you specify Sorry. Quantro. Half an ounce Quantro, half an ounce Gu- Grand Marnier. Um, and then, um, orange sprinkles, <laughs> orange and black sprinkles. No, let's, let's just no, the orange. No, we've done enough. No sprinkles. Sprinkles are not great in drink. <laughs> no, we discovered this. We've invented two drinks with sprinkles in them and regretted both. Well, they're both very good. Let's be honest. Did you just look up orange liqueur? Oh, there's, there's like liquor 43 at the top there. The third result. Oh yeah. Do you liquor, have I do have that and I want to use it for something. <laughs> Yeah, okay, so liqueur 43. Liqueur 43? What is that? Is it, Okay, I mean, it can't hurt. I'm not... <laughs> let's just dump things for vaguely remember. Uh, I don't know. It's a Spanish liqueur. It is made from citrus. Okay, sure yeah, enough. Sounds great. Sounds great. Okay. Okay, are we good? Is this half, half an ounce of all those liqueurs? Yep. <laughs> okay, and I think we need something else. Uh, well, no, what, no, that's enough. That's, that's enough. A, definitely enough. <laughs> yeah. Um, Coco brochure. The brochure said I get a drink. Here you go, sir. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's called the Kokomo brochure. Yes. Um, sure, okay, bro. so we want to read it off real quick. Okay. Oh, and we need preparation methods here. So I think it's tall glass and stir. Is that? No, sh- it's shake. No, we're not shaking this. You, you it's sh- all, it's shake, all clear. Shake sultry. If it's if it's fresh citrus, you, you shake? shake. Yeah. Shake There's your- carbonation in there. You definitely don't shake. There's you, orangina oh, in there. Add orangina afterwards. Shake everything. Top with orangina. Yes. Yeah. Okay. okay. So so you first shake everything but orangina. Yep. And then you finally filter it yep. into a tall glass, and a, then, a zombie glass with ice, ice with, uh, with, with ice, with ice, with, with and then with, you, with cracked ice. Then you f- you f- you fill the remainder with orangina, uh, with with crushed ice or cracked crushed ice, uh, crushed ice. Well, that the drink in the 
the drink in the film didn't oh, well, have... Well, we, we can always do better in the film. I know. Yeah. So, okay, uh, crushed so ice. Zombie glass. Zombie then, glass with you, crushed and ice. And then you add orangina. You add orangina to, to, to taste. To taste. Okay. <laughs> you add orangina to fill. Yes, to fill. <laughs> there we go. There we go. So we take out the ounces for orangina. Yes. Okay, good. Good. This sounds Very good. Good, good drink. Great okay, drink. you want to read it out? Yes, Kokomo brochure. That's spelled S-U-R-E with a hyphen before that. Two ounces of white Jamaican rum, uh, heavy like like Myers. One whole fresh squeezed orange, uh, the juice of it, I should say. No pulp, no rind. Uh, half an ounce of Cointreau, half an ounce of Grand Marnier, half an ounce of the Core 43. Uh, you sh- you shake everything except the uh, orangina. You finally filter into a zombie glass filled with uh, filled uh, halfway with uh, with crushed ice, uh, and then you fill with uh, orangina. Very good, very good. That and that is the drink of the up. That is the drink. So of you're, you're you're signing off on this on this this right the way it's written. I mean, I think it's nicer as just spelling out brochure with a with a c h u r e. I think it's more searchable. But what about okay so. I think it's nice to have a thing that's just called the Kokomo Bro- And it's a nice, we have an inside, okay. subtle thing that only we know that there's that there's a double meaning to brochure. Uh, the, the crushed ice uh, represents the broken glass in the bar. Hell yeah, it does. What if you did What if you did it with a uh, space between bro and sure? No, I, no. Okay, I'm sure. No, I think I, it's just the Kokomo brochure. Okay. I think that's important. Done. Very good. And that's been Drink of the App. All right. Well, um, we've got one more segment, and that yeah. is Flare in the Air. I'm very calm right now. This is calm to me. All right. That's the sound of Flare. Sound of bottles. Um, so, um, wow. Um, okay. Flare in the air as we take the veritable Flare's, Flare's eye, eye view. As it arcs over his head in the bar, and we, we say, look at the whole movie. And we say the whole movie as a whole, what, what we rate it. Yeah, 0 to 5. 0 to 5, no half stars. No half stars. Mean, meat, and the mode are all 2.5. Yes. Uh, and then we take these five minutes, uh, the movie up until these five minutes. Sure. And then we take these five minutes on their own. Sure. And we go in that order. And are we ready? Yes. And it's three. And it's two. two. And well, it's well, it's one, the first movie as a whole as a whole. Yes, three. three. And a two. two and, and a, a one, one. And a four three, stars. Three and a half. Four, it's such a good movie. Yeah. Four star. Okay. Three and a half. Movie up until this point. Yes. Ready? A three. Three. A two. two a one. one. Five, five stars. stars. <laughs> it's so good. It's, it's really, really good. It's good so far. Yeah. I keep thinking it's going to get bad, but yeah. it's been really it's good. Been, I think it starts to get bad. <laughs> okay. Okay. This, um, this, this sequence. These, this, just these five minutes yes. on their own. Yes. Okay. A three, three a, a two, two, a one, a five, five stars. stars. Okay, <laughs> it's yeah. a really good five minutes. So okay. A lot uh, going on here. Before we finish up, uh, we're going to leave you a contact info. Contact info. We have contact info for you about how to contact us. Okay. Before kill, and we're gonna kill, <laughs> kill, kill the flare. Okay. Kill the flare. Okay. We're killing the flare. Oh, you killed my flare. Okay. Here we go. Ready? Three, two, one. Contact info starts now. You've been listening to an episode of An Earful of Cocktail. You can contact us at the email address. Staff, staff at earfulofcocktails.com. You can visit us on the web at earfulofcocktail.com. And earful of earful of earful of earful of earful at Yellow is earful of convoy. 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 Convoy.
Mitomo uh, is no, closing. No, no, no more Mitomo. They're closing it. Oh no, no more Mitomo. <laughs> Did I say no more Mitomo last week? <laughs> like two months ago. Or last yeah. last week. Like well, and that is that is the end of our program. Uh, so uh, before we wrap up, uh, we're going to say uh, we will be back to to analyze more uh, cocktail analyze this this. Uh, in the meantime. We wish you uh, adieu, and we will stick with the brew. I'll stick with the brew. Off the Florida Keys, there's a place called Kokomo. That's where you want to go to get away from it all. Tropical drink melting in your hand. We'll be falling in love to the rhythm of a steel drum band. Way down in Coca-Cola, Jamaica. Who I want to take you to Bermuda, Bahama. Come on, pretty mama. Kilarco, Montego. Baby, wanna take a ride at Coca-Mo? Coca-Mo. Then we'll take it slow. Coca-Mo. We want to go. Way down in Coca-Mo.